Extreme PC UK. Hi and welcome to Extreme PC UK podcast episode 24. Today is the 7th of Jan 2016 and I'm your host Nick, also known as Extreme PC UK on Steam. Joining me on the show today we have... Hello, I'm Hans and on Steam I'm Megal from Hell. Hi, I'm Jansen and on Steam I'm Jay himself. Cool. Right, first off, I'd like to say Happy Christmas and Happy New Year to everybody. Yeah, Happy um... Christmas. <laughs> yeah, a bit late, but hello. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> First off, which I'd like to say is a big sorry to everybody that we haven't been uh, sending out podcasts. We had a bit of an issue over Christmas where I was really, really ill. I had vertigo and also flu, so I was in bed for about two and a half weeks. And so we just couldn't do the podcast because the main man weren't in town. It's about right, it boys? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> we felt bad doing it without you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. But yeah. Um, we didn't mean to stop. We wanted to try and get them out. And we tried. We really, really wanted to do an end of year special with all of our favourite games of the year and all the new stuff. But yeah, we just couldn't do it because I seriously, seriously, for me not, and you boys know this, yeah. If I'm not on the computer for two weeks, there's something wrong with me, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we know We know to call the ambulance on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, so Happy New Year, everybody. I hope you had a good Christmas. We've decided we're just going to carry on with the new, from the new year and carry on as we would have before and talk about the games we played over Christmas, like the days when I've been alive, and just carry on. So we've sort of skipped Christmas, really. But, you know, I hope everybody got what they wanted for 2015, and I hope you all are looking forward to a nice 2016, and you get where you want to be at the end of this year. But, uh, yeah, again, I'm sorry for that, and I'm sure you boys are too, aren't you? Yeah, yeah we are. <laughs> Is that so? Yeah, yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking about my New Year's resolutions. Cool. Uh, What's your New Year's resolution? Uh, trying not to get my teeth knocked out this, uh, this year. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get a new job then, mate. <laughs> no, no, I, I've been replaced. <laughs> You've been replaced? Yeah. Uh, what about you, Jance? Any New Year's resolutions for you? No. Nothing at all? It's got to be nah. sand. He's nah. such a good guy, he doesn't need those resolutions. His New Year's resolution is not talking about Star Wars in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was a meme on my Facebook. Yeah. Uh, if anybody oh. doesn't know, we had a little bit of a disagreement on the podcast where uh, Jansen loves Star Wars. It's the best thing to him since sliced bread. He watches all of them. He waits for them. He's been excited about this one. He had a special preview and everything. So Hans comes onto the podcast before we was going to podcast one week and tells him exactly what happens. But don't repeat it again, Hans, because people probably don't know. Oh, I'm just going to say one more no, time. No, it was no. a meme. How, <laughs> how was I supposed to know this was true? Uh, <laughs> Fair enough, you might not have known it was true, but there was a chance it was true, and it probably was true, and Jansen ended up crying. Yeah. Uh, really Water under the bridge now, though. I've seen the film. I loved it. So, it's all So, good. without spoiling, was the meme correct? Yes. Okay. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> That's horrible. Hold on. Are we going to get an apology on a live podcast? Hell no. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Right, let's move on into the new year. Yeah, first off, let's get some news. My news is you've probably all heard Oculus Rift taking pre-orders. You all heard about this? Yep. Yes, and I feel a bit ripped off seeing the prices. Do you know what? What do you expect? It's Oculus Rift. Man. No, no, I mean, it's way cheaper over there. Uh, we pay 741 euros to get it over here. Really? Yep. Wow, but that price is without the tax and import tax and all that, so it's probably more for you. No, I think that's a complete price with tax. Really? Well, yeah. over here, it's it's meant to be $599 with, that's without tax and shipping. That's in, obviously, America. The UK price is £410. Now, I thought it'd be about £300, £350. But, you know, it does come with more than what I expected. It comes with, like, the headset, sensor, 
the Oculus Remote Control, all the cables for it, and you also get an Xbox One controller, and then you get the games Eve Valkyrie and you get Lucky's Tale, which I don't know what Lucky's Tale is, but no I know idea. Eve Valkyrie. Uh. The, the ship date is not going to come, it's not going to be shipped to you until June 2016, and you can only have one per customer, so, but not likely you're going to buy two, are you? <laughs> no. <laughs> that price. Will you two be getting it or not? Uh, I'm gonna wait for it. I'm gonna get it, but I'm not gonna pre-order it. I, I wanna, I wanna play with it first somehow. You probably won't get it for a long time then, because what they're doing is they're sending it out in waves. So people that pre-ordered before and people that backed them, all the backers will get a free set sent out to them. Then all the first wave of people that have already paid for it, they will get theirs, and then you could, the the people pre-booking now is the next wave. So you'll get that in in June. So people that that go from then onwards are probably gonna get even later. So, it, but what worries me is the main thing that worries me is it's four hundred and ten pound for us in England, yeah, and it's probably the second wave. Now, when you get to the fifth wave, is that price going to drop down? Is it worth waiting or not? I have no idea. It depends on the demand, isn't it? Well, yeah, mine's going to be going on a credit card probably. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm sorry, but I need that thing in my life now. I needed that in my life like two years ago. It's but just should I, I, I ask why? What, being inside a game? That's just amazing. Oh, a game. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Or games I can understand. Well, what are you doing it for? Porn? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure everybody does it for porn in the end. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, didn't, I was surprised when I heard it had an Xbox One controller with it. I thought it had its own controls, like thumbsticks or something like you'd get with a Wii, you know, to move yeah, around. Yeah, no, it has. Has it? Yeah. Oh, is that the remote control they're talking about? Yeah, because I think the remote control, it's split into two. So you've got one on each hand, and it is like the, the nunchucks from the Wii. Yeah. But that's probably only compatible with certain games. So that yeah. you might get something, say, like uh, Call of Duty, where you're, you need a, a Xbox controller for those kind of controls, and then your headset just gives you, like, the field of view. Yeah. No, I, I'm really looking forward to it, you know, and I hope that one of you lot gets it at the same time so I can play a game with someone. Cause I've I, I like the idea of it, but I don't know if I'd pre-order mine because I'd like, to, I'd like to see it come out, read some reviews, see how people are getting on with it, see if it's actually worth the money, if there's any bugs in it, and then yeah. the second wave, that might be the one to go for. But it's not just that as well. You've got all these different makes coming out. And apparently yeah. they're all going to be coded to go on all different makes for each game. So you don't know. They might come out at 410 and the next one comes out at 200. You know, what do you do? You might have reviews on this that's bad and then the reviews on the other one might be really good. That's, that's, that's H- why I think it's smart to wait. No, yeah. I think I'm going to buy it and then I'm just going to sell it if it's crap. <laughs> no one want to buy it then because everyone knows it's crap. But you've also got the competition from PlayStation and HTC and then people might be like, well, look, the HTC is the one to go for. And then Oculus drop their prices purely because of competition. Yeah, but I, do you know what? The whole way through, I've believed the whole way through. It started off with Oculus, didn't it, as a gimmick years ago. It's got to be at five, six years ago now. And everybody was like, oh, it's not going to take off. It's been done before. Remember the old-fashioned one with the glove and it, they couldn't <laughs> power it and yeah. all that. You know, with this, I've got a feeling most people are going to stick to Oculus because it's the biggest known... You know, they're saying that, I think it's the HTC one, they're saying it's faster to movement and less sickness and that. But I just think people are going to stick with Oculus Rift, you know. It's just the long-term 3D headset. Well, it's owned by Google. So they've obviously got the the money to put into it. 
so you know they're not going to go bust. So at the end of the day, you would expect them to have the, the better version of it. Yeah. Well, it got bought out, didn't it? You know, so it got millions and millions rather because when they first brought it out, the backing got loads of money and it took off. And then who who was it that bought it out? Was it Microsoft or was it Google? Who was it? Google. That's what I just said to you. Oh, sorry. I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think hard about what I was thinking about. <laughs> yeah, because Google bought them for like a couple of billion. Yeah. And everybody had to worry about adverts coming on and all that. Yeah. Because uh, they're probably likely to put Facebook adverts on there, that sort of stuff, like where it just pops up when you're trying to read something. Okay, I'm not <laughs> buying it anymore. I'm not buying it anymore. Yeah, that's old news, that. Yeah, June 2016. I still think that's quite far away. I thought it'd be earlier than that, you know. But we're like we said, we're going to be going to Res before then. We'll definitely be able to play it there. We'll definitely be able to get on it and check it out. So yeah. we're about to give you some feedback on it, what we think, and if it's worth it, and our own hands on normal bloke syndrome to see how it goes. <laughs> but um, yeah, we'll get back to you on that. Right, Hans, you got some news? I have a rumor. It's not really news. Uh, it's a Grand Theft Auto 6 related. The release date should be 2018. And from most rumors that come from partially credible websites, we're supposed to have uh, the entire continent of the United States as a map. Really? Yep. Do you think it's real? Um, I'm not sure if uh, consoles are up to the task to emulate an entire map of the United States. So. Yeah, but it could be like they did in The Crew. It's 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 the United States map, but it's all squashed down and not real. It's not like one-to-one size. It's, it's like... Yeah, of course, no, not one-to-one size, but even then, the cities uh, yeah, they I use s- in GTA are, are really big. Yeah, and so. they're quite detailed. So having that and then having like open space to go to another city, I can't yeah, really we, see we, it. Yeah, we're talking about a really huge game if this rumor is true. Yeah, see, this it, is the thing about... Would this be an add-on, like, to the game you've got already, like a, a map Not add-on. if it's GTA 6. Yeah, it's, it's Grand Theft Auto 6. Um, it's supposed to read in 2018, but again, these are rumours. Okay, so it is a whole new game. It is a whole new game. Yeah, and Which that's probably why... Which would, would feature every city they already had once in one yeah. map. But this is the thing, you know, when, when games are on DVDs and that, you you could only have so much size, but now they're all in these massive downloads. It doesn't matter. They're just it's endless. They can do that if they want. Just the yeah. time and effort they put into it. Yeah, and... I'm, I'm just thinking because GTA always releases on consoles first. Are yeah. these generation of consoles good enough to to do that? Yeah, well, that's a different story. Yeah, I guess it comes with 15 discs. <laughs> yeah, that that's what I mean. Um, okay, there's a lot of downloading now on consoles also, but GTA yeah. is primarily a console game at the start. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be funny to see. Yeah, me too. I'll keep you updated. Personally, uh, I'd love to see that because I love it when you get the open world, massive ones, and the bigger the better, really. The more to explore, the longer I'm in the game. So maybe that's yeah, something they've hooked yet into. Yeah, you didn't play the best game of 2015, huh? What was that? The Fallout 3. 4. <laughs> <laughs> Fallout you 4. got your open world. <laughs> Fallout 4. No, The Witcher 3. <laughs> right, nah. okay, moving on. <laughs> yeah, moving on, let's get away from that one. Right, on to Jansen. My news is a coming soon as well. Razer have just released their new Ultrabook, the Razer Blade Stealth, which is a lighter and thinner version of the blade that they had before. But now you can get it with two different screens. You can get the standard screen, and that comes in at $1,000, or you can get a 4K screen, and that's $1,400. But what they're planning to add pretty soon is a standalone graphics card enclosure that you can plug into it. 
That's like what Alienware do. Yeah, but obviously they've never done it before. And this, What's your this view? Is, I think it's a good idea to a certain extent because obviously if you've got a laptop and that's all you can use, then you're limited to the games you can play. So if you can have this enclosure that you can plug into it, then it kind of opens that world of gaming to laptop players. Yeah. But personally, I feel like if you've got that enclosure sitting on your desk next to your laptop, why not just have a PC? And yep. you make your PC a lot better than you can that laptop. Yeah, it's like I've said in the past, these were initially designed, the Alienware, when they first brought it out. And I don't know if this one does, but the Alienware one could have two graphics cards in it. So it's, the box wasn't small. It was, it was like the size of a laptop. And they designed it purely for people that was working in London or whatever, say like in an office. And they had to go and do their stuff, like commute to work and stuff with a laptop and that. But then when they wanted to get home, rather than go to a different computer, they just plugged the graphics cards in and then they're on gaming. Yeah. But, but personally for me, I don't see the point of it. I just think if you want a gaming machine, build a gaming machine. Because for the price of that laptop and them graphics cards, you could probably build, buy a laptop and a decent gaming machine. Do you yep, know what I mean? You can. Yeah. yeah, you can. And if you're playing games, you don't really want to have the PC on your lap or on a coffee table in front of you on a 17-inch yeah. screen. You... Well, you can plug it into a bigger monitor or a bigger screen if you want, but yet again, yeah, you've got three but... items to plug together. Yeah, but then again, that's putting you back into that desktop PC zone. If you're yeah. doing it because you only can have a laptop, like the game experience isn't going to be that great. Yeah. But I don't know, maybe someone who really just doesn't have the space and has to play it on their kitchen table or something like that, then it might work for them. But I personally wouldn't buy one. And the fact that the, the laptop itself is going to be like £1,400 or $1,400, yeah, see, there you go. You can get a 1,200 1, quid um, gaming machine and then you can yeah. have a £200 bloody notebook to go to work with. Keep exactly. them both separate. Why do you want both of them on the same thing anyway? That's and how th I see that, it. That doesn't include the, the Razer Core that you plug into it because there's no price for that yet. Oh, so wow. That, that, you're going to have to buy the Razer Core, say that's a couple hundred quid, then you've got to buy your graphics card to put into that as well, which might yeah. be another four or five hundred pounds. So yeah, at the man. end of the day, you're, you're spending over two grand to play your games on it's the sort, it's the sort of thing a, a little someone, screen. It's the sort of thing that someone that's got no worries about money would have as a gimmicky sort of thing. Look at my new laptop. Yeah. I've got like two graphics cards. It's better than your PC, you know? Yeah. But it's very limited to people doing that. I, I, If someone came to me with that, I'd be like, I recommend not to get that. Just build a gaming machine. You could have such a nice machine for that money, you know? I wouldn't and imagine like you work in an office and then you rock up with like... A gaming laptop. People probably wouldn't take you seriously, would you? Yeah. It's like you've got a rainbow-coloured keyboard, and then yeah. it's like as you're typing, you've got all these disco lights going off. Yeah, no, that is true. Yeah, so personally, for me, I wouldn't. I don't recommend it, and I've never. I I've, I'm a bit biased. I've got to say, I don't believe in gaming laptops. If you want to do some gaming, get a desktop. Don't get a laptop because they're just too hot. They can't power. You can't overclock nothing. They just get too hot and. Just not good, in my opinion. Mine too. I always thought it's one of those things where it's a last resort. If that's all you can do, fair enough. Yeah. But if you yeah. want to get into gaming, get a PC. Yeah, a laptop's just for work. Yeah. Not for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So we all agree on that. That's, that's one thing we all agree on. That's good. Yay. For once. Right. Let's crack on. What I'd like to say to everybody is we normally do the competition time now, but we've had a little chat in our uh, podcast room and we've decided we're going to get rid of the competition. We've come up with a better idea. Now, what happened with the competition was when we was giving away big A, triple A games, yeah, we was getting a lot of people in that was doing answering the questions and that. But when we only had the rubbisher sort of games, which we did have a couple of crap games every now and then, but three games, like I say, is three games. We weren't getting a lot of people really interested. So we've decided to mix it up a bit and change it around a bit. And what we've decided to do, and we really want you as a community to let us know your feedback, what you think. But what we're going to do now is every Tuesday night, we're going to do a gaming night which us three will try to get on every Tuesday night. Unless something really bad happens, we'll be on to play with the community. And what we'll do is we'll get on, we'll choose a game. We might even get a calendar going with you lot deciding what games to play on which dates. And then we can put that up on the website, on the Steam group. And we're hoping to like snowball it so more and more people get involved. And what we will be doing is the games we normally give away in the competition where you have to listen to the podcast and all that, that'll be scrapped. And you can just play the games and whether we do a competition that night or whoever's the best player or whoever's got the highest scores, we'll dish out the games to. And I think that's going to be a much more better experience because us, we're finding us on the podcast are not playing games together enough because we're so busy at the moment. So it gives us, we're going to set a Tuesday night aside and to prepare ourselves for gaming, just gaming for the community. So us three will be on the games playing with each other if you ain't on. But if any of you in the community want to get on, it's open for you to get involved. Just give us a message. Let us know. All you've got to do is join our Steam group at Extreme PC UK. My name on Steam's Extreme PC UK. You can message me. You can send an email into extremepcuk at gmail.com. Let us know what's going on with you getting into the games. And pretty much, I think that's a better idea. Do you think that's a better idea, boys? I think so, yeah. Yeah. It's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like I said, we'll definitely try to be on them on that Tuesday. So, plus it's a chance for you lot to get to know us and to get into our team speak. We've got a team speak that's free for everybody to use, and I just think it'll bring us all together a bit better. You know, make the, the community moment, yeah. more a community. Yeah, because I feel the more busier we're getting, which we are, we're getting a lot more busier lately. The more busy we're getting, and it has been Christmas, so everybody's been a bit more stressed out and a bit more out of control with work and stuff. So. I think it was sort of from the beginning of the year, fresh new start, get into some games together, get a regular thing going, you know, like one night we might play Armour, one night we might play Empyrean, you know, but it gets us knowing you guys that are listening. We'd like to hear more from the listeners and get your feedback if you've got any ideas, what you'd like to see on the podcast, you know, and that's pretty much what it's down to. When you're on the games with us, we can all have a chat. We can get to know some of you and it'll just be all round close-knit, more, more community. So let us know your ideas on that. Right, moving on to the games. I'd first off, I'd like to say over Christmas, we're just going to talk about what we've been playing. Normally, yeah. we talk about what we've played in that week, but it's been, I don't know, it's been about three weeks, I think. Yeah. It's yeah. gone really fast, ain't it? Well, as for me, I've been in bed for two and a half of them. Yeah, I, I, me and Jansen, you, you've been playing the same games as me because you've been so busy, you haven't actually played a lot of games, but you've been playing Armour Free with me, haven't you? Yeah. So I'm just going to go through some of the different mods we went on and some of the things we, we played. Now... I don't know if you was in this, but we first of all, I've been playing Antistasi again, which we wanted to see if it had been updated. And Antistasi is an open map on Altis, and it's got troops all over it, and you're just a guerrilla group. You start off with however many players you've got. So say it's me and Jansen, it's just two of us. We have to go and do like little attacks, 
and take over areas. And once you take the area over, you can put roadblocks in, you can hire new army units to come in and they will keep that area secure and then you push forward and you've got to try and take all of it over. So you've got the whole map, but we still found a few game breaking bugs with it where we couldn't, we couldn't get rid of the truck out of the town. So we sort of got bored of that. So I just wanted to mention a little bit about that. So we sort of got bored of it, but check it out. It's called Anastasi. You know, it might not be as broken for you as it was for us. Then we went on to Wasteland. Now, Jansen, was you in the Wasteland or not? No, I don't no. think... The... You, just, you just done the mod with us, didn't you? Yeah. But yeah so... What was the one that we did after that? that it was broke? Wasteland. Was that Wasteland? With me, you and Guardian? Yeah, I think it was Wasteland. Pretty much in Wasteland, what we've done is we found this server, and I think it was a French server, and it was pretty much open to everybody to come in. I think it had about 40 or 50 people in it. It was just wasteland is just wasteland you're open to do what you want you can buy helicopters you can do missions you can go hunting for other people and we just spent a few days just doing that you know and i sort of found i got to the point with wasteland where you've got everything and you don't really know what else to do if you know what i mean you just it's so open-ended oh we've killed them uh we've we've built a base we've done this i got a bit bored of that and sort of we gave up on that really quick and moved on then we went, we, we've been through so many different different Armour 3s. And like we went for a whole block of Armour 3. We went on to, what was the one that me and you played? That was Epoch. Yeah. So pretty much we've done Anastasi, Wasteland and Epoch so far. And Epoch is just like a zombie thing where you go around and you have to hunt for all your own weapons. What did you think about Epoch? It was all right, but it was a bit glitchy. And I felt like there shouldn't have been zombies there. It didn't fit because it's a like an army simulator and then you've got zombies running around but the zombies are like kind of here and there and they don't look like zombies and they <laughs> explode yeah i thought i really like the zombie side of it so you didn't see any drones basically in um when you're playing epoch you you don't you have shops all over the map but in order to, to buy or sell anything you have to find stuff so you've got a, you literally are going from building to building searching searching sofas and searching under beds and stuff find like little packages and like you'll find guns you'll find like one clip for a gun here and a bit of ammo there and a gun there and you have to physically go you don't get no there's not many vehicles whatsoever on this on these maps so you as a team you go from house to house like like scouting stuff out now the zombies like you said they're very they're very far far between and but when there is one like say i go into a building or into a shop you guys would have to stand at each door, wouldn't you, watching for zombies because they would just appear and they would be like, like they'd be like Mr. Blobby, wouldn't they? They'd like come yeah. like Blobby, 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 just like running all <laughs> over the place, like don't know where they're going. But if they come too close to you, they explode and they go off like dynamite. So they literally kill you there and then. So you have to run away from them. And, and the they whole... let off gas as well. Yeah, they let off gas. So you've got to wait for the gas to go and then get back on. And like in this, if you, if you damage a car, you literally have to find uh, like a vehicle kit it's not just one repair kit. It only, does, only fixes a little bit of the car. So when you do get a car, you really, really are worried about damaging that car. You know, you found out when the motorbike, because you had a motorbike, didn't you? Yeah. And you got it stuck in a fence. Yeah. And that's that was one of the glitches that I came across that yeah. I just tapped a fence and then the bike got stuck in the fence. And I had to keep flipping it until it came out of the fence. Yeah. You had to like, you had to like tip it over and pull it out somehow but i was quite impressed because every time i've seen anyone do that before the the, the bike sp exploded and killed them but like the whole point of epoch is to build your own base and it's got its own unique base building like side of things where you build concrete walls you can build garages whatever's in that base it's locked in there so if you find a car and you put it in the base you leave 
then what it does is it will keep it in there so no one can get hold of it, no one can shoot it or anything. But your base has got a core and you have to collect certain parts to, to build this core. Once you've got it, you can put that in your base and hide it well. And what will happen is it will put a perimeter around your base so no one can like damage your base, no one can take it apart. But if they get hold of that core, it's near the edge, then they can start take, deconstructing your base. Also, what happens is, say you want a group of like five people in your team, you pay a hundred, I can't remember what the name of it was, was it, I can't remember the name of the, the currency in the game, it was like CC, I can't remember the name of it, but the currency, you get that, so you have to pay like a hundred of it out, with that, you get three or four people in your group, so you can, you get go up to some people, you add them to your group, but then if you get more people, you recruit as you're going through the game, and you're like, yeah, do you want to join our team, we're trying to do this, blah, 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 you have to pay more money to keep upgrading to more slots. And, with and the base, does it stop at some point? I'm yeah, not maybe. sure. I've only ever had about six people in my group on that. Oh, okay. But once you build your base, and the base is like concrete slabs. It's not like the normal base building equipment in that game. It's like concrete walls, corrugated iron walls. But you build it, and you can build it really high, really wide. And people build some really massive like bases. But when you build your base, you go up to the core, you have to pay a certain amount of money. That will keep it going for, say, three days. If you don't top it up in that three days bits of your base will start disappearing over the days until it's all gone. So you have to continue the game, get more money, top it up, build it bigger. And I think the more you do, the bigger it gets. So it gives you something to continue on doing. Also in the game as well, which you didn't come across, Jansen, was the drones. You never saw a drone in that server. No. But normally what happens is you'll hear a slight buzzing, like the sign, like a drone noise. And what will happen is you, you'll hear bzzz, and then everybody's like, panic. Everyone's looking up in the sky with their guns and there'll be a drone. Now, if you don't shoot that drone down in like 30 seconds, it spawns in an army of like, uh, like a, a load of army. Like it'll be like 10 soldiers and they are like red hot shooters. They shoot you first shot. They don't miss. So if the drone comes in, you all try and shoot it as quick as possible. If it doesn't go down, you all, that's it. You're all in buildings and you're having a warfare on your hands with these like AI computer soldiers, you know, but you never saw that in that server. I think it was switched off. So, yeah, but this is the thing with me being new to the game. Obviously, you've got hundreds of hours in this game, and I've only played so far two missions with you. So yeah. there's still a lot I haven't seen. Well, that's the thing with Armor Free because there's so many different types of mods and so many different types of missions. Every single one of them's got different controls, different buttons, different views. You really, really have to play each one individually to get to know it. You know, if you just play normal Armor Free. You'll learn the basics of shooting the gun, different positions to fire from, how to look down your gun and stuff. But when you go into these other into these other different areas like Wasteland, like Desolation, like Antistasi, it changes from server to server. So you have to learn new rules. Like if you go into Armor Life, it's totally different yet again. It's all normal normal cities and that, and you're a normal guy. And you just go around taking on missions. Like you can you have to do your driving test, you have to do a helicopter test. You know, you've got real you've got real police driving around in the game that will arrest you and fine you and take you to prison. You know, <laughs> it's real life. And again, that's another learning curve. Like we was trying, we tried to rob a petrol station. You can like go in there and it says, do you want to commit a robbery? You go, yeah. And then it counts like 30 seconds. You have to stay there. And then that alerts every police or army man on the island that's a real person. And they come in there like armored trucks and helicopters to try and attack you. You have to get away from them with the money and stash it. You know, and that that's a good server, but only when you've got a lot of players. Yeah. You have to have army, you have to have police players, and no one wants to play the police. Yeah. You know, 
And like I've said before, I was in the server once and I was driving down the street and it's armor. You just keep your finger on the forward button. You drive as fast as you can, don't you? I had an armored vehicle come up. I've said this on the podcast before. Armored vehicle come up behind me, skidded in front of me, and a real guy got out. He started reading out my rights, like a real, <laughs> like a real copper. And I was like, "What are you going on about, mate?" He's like, "That's it. Don't talk back. Put your hands behind your back." What's your name? And I'm like, "Are you for real, mate?" He's like, "Yeah." And it was a serious server. They were serious. He's trying to arrest me. He took me to that, prison. That's dedication. Yeah, man. He fined me and everything. <laughs> so me and Matt are trying to shoot him. <laughs> But like, if you shoot the police, that's it. Just, it's like it's a laugh because the police are normally the admins on the server, and and you are like the one trying to annoy them by shooting at them. But we found that quite funny. But then we went to a diamond mine, try robbed that, and we just kept getting killed. So we sort of we left that server as well, you know. So <laughs> so we've we've played pretty much all of them. You know, you've done the epoch, I've done all the rest. What I did want to say is, after that, me and Matt got. I don't even know if Matt's got onto it yet because it's a very. I think it's like a thirty gig download. But you get a game called Desolation, which is. Have you played Daisy? No, I haven't. You haven't. You've seen nope. Daisy. See yeah. it. What's wrong with you two, man? How Money, not, man. How can you not <laughs> play Daisy? Yeah, it's broken, really broken. But you must have played it. Everyone's played it. But anyway, basically, Daisy, it's a zombie survival. Yeah, you go out. It's on. Uh, it's on Cherno. And which is a map that's not actually in Armour 3. It's the map from Armour 2. You walk around, you collect goods, you shoot other players. Game's completely broken. Anyone that plays Daisy, you go near a village, you've got 24 frames a second. You know, it's completely broken. So I downloaded this Desolation. Now, this is apparently a cross between Armour 2 and Armour 3 buildings. It's got weapons from both. And because it's on the Armour 3 engine... The game runs pr really, really smooth. Obviously, I've got really good setup on my computer, so that helps. But the game runs really smooth. Really, really weird. It's like jumping into Daisy, but on much better graphics. Now, I got into this. You need to have the mods Cup Terrain and Cup Core and Desolation mod. They come to about 30 gig of space. So it's a massive download if anyone wants to download it. And you've got slow internet. I think Matt's been downloading it for three days now. <laughs> Are those downloads free? Yeah, they're all free. It's just normal because you've got the Armour Free Workshop, yeah. which is on Steam. Yeah, it's all free to download. This is this is a group of people that have made their own version. Like, they've gone into the game and changed it and made their own version. And this is pretty much... day. It's just like DayZ on the Cherno map, but running smoothly. It's got loads more guns. What I did find about it is you can't go in as many buildings and the loot seems to pile up outside the building. So, say, normally you're at the train station and there's like a couple of buildings. There's a spawn point where you've got a couple of buildings around it. And a lot of people know who I'm talking about. It's like a little train station on the sea and you start there and you head up the road, up a hill. Now, normally you can go in all the buildings and look around. On this, I don't know if it's because they've just took the map and it's not a working like 3D physical map where you can go in buildings. It just looks like it. But, again, the items pop up outside the house. So you walk up to the front door, and there'll be a bunch of items on the floor. Can't get through the door. A lot of them you can go through the door, but a lot of them you can't. So that was a downside of it. The best side of it was you pretty much everything is smooth, really, really smooth. The graphics are really, really nice, you know. And the servers, there's five servers running for Desolation, and they're packed. You've got, like, 60 out of 60 people in each one. So if you like DayZ, you're not too fussed about the zombies. Well, in the desolation, there's, sorry, there's loads of zombies. They're real zombies as well. They charge at you. They come from all over the place. So you've um, got zombies in there as well. Quick question. How are the zombies compared to DayZ then? Well, do you know what? I've got to be honest. When I played DayZ last, the zombies had just been taken out. But the last time I saw a zombie, they were very slow. 
they sort of made a funny noise, they glitched, they they didn't seem real, they weren't very good. And I think that's why they took them out. You saw one every so often, it was really rare. And I think it went down to two zombies per server at one point. Yeah, I was going to um, say that. It's like a zombie game, but there was never any zombies in it. Yeah, there was not <laughs> enough room left in the game to put stuff in, I believe. And so they, they was looking to... It started going down the route of being PvP, so they people were more focused on killing other people in areas than the zombies, so they took the zombies out. But in this, you've got the zombies everywhere. Every village you go into, there's zombies everywhere, and they do attack you. Um, I did get a bit disappointed when you can look at the zombie once it's on the floor. You kill it, you try and look at it to see if it's got any items on it, and you literally, there's never anything in them. They need to have it so there's stuff inside the zombies, you know, like, oh, there's some extra ammo. Because I found, I was finding dead human players all over the place where so many people have been in the server and left and died. But all I was getting was the Makarov gun, which is a little handgun. So every time I found a new dead player, I'd switch guns and I'd take his ammo. But I found it hard to find ammo any of the buildings. You know, I didn't really get into any position where I could hear people shooting all over the place, but I never actually came across anyone. And I think the Desolation mod, if you do like PvP, it's really good because you can go around, find your weapons. It's like the DayZ map, so much smoother and faster, but you've got the, the, the killing with the other people. It's packed, the server's packed, and it's smooth. So if, say, if us three was in there, we would have a lot of fun hunting other people down because you come across them all the time. Whereas on DayZ, you don't really. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I, to be honest, Daisy, I've given up on it. I just can't take the frames. I've got a 980 Ti and I've got like a 5820K six-core processor running at stupid speeds. And the frames on there still aren't as good as they should be, you know? That annoys me. Makes me feel like I've wasted all my money on my computer trying to make this game work, you know? So when I saw it on there, I was straight in there, downloaded it, got it up. And I was quite impressed with it. But I think we need to get a few more players in there. Maybe we could try it out in the community one day. Yeah, well, like I said, I was trying to buy it. It was 50% off, and my Visa card decided otherwise. Oh, right. Is it still 50% off or not? Nope, it's uh, gone. <laughs> I think you can get you can get Armour 3 for about 20 quid in other places. I think it's 35 on Steam at the moment. Yeah, but if you look around, you can get it cheaper than that. Yeah, probably, yeah. If, yeah, if you shop around. But I was quite lucky because I actually managed to get it in the 50% sale. Yeah, so you, you got it all right, but... Yeah, he got bumped. <laughs> <laughs> ah. So we played a bit of everything, really, in Armour 3. And you know what? I actually really got back into Armour 3. I'm really enjoying it. You know, obviously, I've got my new computer. It's running smooth. I'm getting over 100 frames in every server. So for me, like, if, if you play Armour 3, you'll know it's quite hard to get high frames in that game at, that, at max settings. And when you're getting it 100 frames a second, it's amazing. Like, really, really smooth and really nice to play. So I've sort of really enjoyed it. And I'm up for trying all sorts of new missions. Like, we've done a few more missions since then as well. Just, like, one-off missions. Yeah, I'm a free hand, man. You need to get it. I will get it. Trust me. Uh, if I hear people talk, I want to be in the action. I think <laughs> I think you've said that every week for the last ten no, years. No, I have never, ever <laughs> spoke about Arma. So. <laughs> so, but, yeah. Right, other than that, all I've played... Um, I got into a little bit, and I actually got this for my missus. Because she loves all the... Uh, what was the game we played a little while ago? Was it called Missing? An interactive thriller. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, the live I, action one. Yeah, well, not that game, but I got a similar game for my missus called Her Story. You've probably seen this about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I heard a lot about it. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's a similar sort of thing. It's like a, a crime sort of, I don't know, I don't normally play these sort of games, but it's sort of a crime game where 
all you've got. It takes a different take to any game I've ever played, and it is a bit different to that missing as well, um, J- Jansen. Yeah. Now, in this, what it is, it's called Her Story, and I, I logged in, played it, got the screen up. It says, do you want to start? There's no no settings options. There's nothing else. It's just start, yeah? So I click start. What do I get? Bang, an old-fashioned computer screen. Like, my screen is an old-fashioned computer screen. You've got a recycle bin, you've got two documents, and you've got this little game, and you've got one other thing. I can't remember what it was. And that's it. In the middle of the screen, you've got a box with two videos, two video clips of this woman talking. Now, I didn't go into the video clips straight away. What I'd done is I looked around, because you know what it's like with these games. You think, is there something else I'm meant to be seeing before I start? Don't know if you do that, but that's what I do. And so I looked around, couldn't find anything else. I found this little box where you've got these little switches in it, and I didn't know what that did. So I thought, right, here I go. I'm going to get into the game. So I listened to these two videos. Now, what it is, it's her story of being interviewed in a police station. So you don't know if she's guilty, if she's not, if they're trying to, if she's just a friend of something that's happened. You really don't know who she is or what she's doing behind this desk being recorded at the police station when you start. So you listen to the clips. I think the first one's 10 seconds, second one's 15 seconds. And she'll just come on and she'll go, yeah, yeah, me and Mark, I didn't know what happened, blah, blah, blah. And she'll just say a few words about it. And that's all you get. (laughs) And that's the game. There's two clips. Now, above the clips, you've got a little search bar. And what it is, your computer is one of them police computers. You know, the ones where they search the database for details. And the way you play this game is you listen to them two clips and I had to learn this for myself. At first, I was just looking at it going, I don't know what to do. But then after a few minutes of looking at it, thinking that, I thought, I'm going to type some stuff in that box because you've got a search box. Now, she mentioned the name Mark, so I typed in the search box Mark. And all the video clips from Mark in the database came up. So I got another three video clips. So I watched them, and a little bit more of the story comes out. And she talks about like how she was out with another woman and they were on a date and do you know what the funny thing was i was streaming this as i was playing it not realizing it's like an 18 game so i'm streaming it and my stream goes out to all audiences <laughs> and she starts talking about how she goes into the toilet with women and stuff like this and i'm like oops i better get my stream off <laughs> <laughs> and and uh you'd have to play the game to see what the storyline is and to get any further but i actually just got to about 10 video clips and what it is it's like a jigsaw puzzle with video clips and the whole game is her story. You've got to try and work out her story and find out if she's guilty of murder and or find out who is guilty of murder. And it takes a really weird take because you've just got video clips to go from. You've got nothing else. Yeah, because you know? isn't it based on like keywords? So yeah. you, you need to watch the video and then pick up on what she's saying to then search for the next video that could be related to what she's just said. Yeah, or you've got to pick up on her body language as she's as she's doing stuff in the video, like at one time she might mention somebody and start tapping her fingers on the desk, you know, and at that point you think, why is she tapping her fingers? She's looking a bit dodgy now. Well, who's this guy she just spoke about? So then you go and type that guy's name in and then some more videos will come on. And I sort of, I haven't really got into the game yet. I've only played it for a little while, but I am quite intrigued. I wanted to save it, to be honest, because my missus wants to play it before me because otherwise I end up telling her what happens. She don't trust me playing the game before her. I got into the game and it sort of sucks you in. I started off doing it with the boring clips of like just talking and then they started to get more in depth like about naughty things she's getting up to and things like that and then she's upset about something and then you just you just start getting sucked in and you're like well why is she upset well I'm typing that and you start thinking all these weird words to type in I type in upset I type in toilets I type in you know and, and weird stuff like that and you sort of go down this route of un and and it gets to the point where 
you you're thinking what can I type in next what can and you you start watching all these clips back and what it does it allows you to put these clips into like a database yourself so you're building your own the ones you think are important you can put into a certain section so you, you keep you feel like a little spy you keep going back to them and going what am I missing from this video you know there's got to be something in this video I'm, I'm not picking up on and then you'll pick up on something else and you'll type that in and it'll bring up something else and it's just a really weird take on a sort of it's sort of like a puzzle game if you know what I mean yeah because yeah. I saw this and it interested me as well because yeah. like like you were saying how you'll play it Velen or like she'll play it on her own it's the same with me and my missus she loves crime dramas she's always watching law and order and things like that and yeah the id channel on sky but this is the perfect kind of thing that i could play with her because she's not into gaming at all but yeah. she'll love this but it's and, like a tv program but you're yeah, in it yeah exactly and i think because it's live action it they can work on things like emotions and body language better than you could if it was cgi because yeah. that's one of the things that um they had in la noir was the facial expressions and it yeah. was a huge part of the game was that you could tell people's telltale signs of like body language and it, it did work but it was a little bit obvious so yeah because it's not always when you got to the the more end of the game it started to get really hard to uh, yeah. interrogate some of those guys yeah, no, that, that, that is true. It's like in the beginning, it's like they made it blatantly obvious that someone would say something and then they'd start looking around the room and then you think, well, obviously they're lying. But yeah, as the yeah. game went on, it was a little bit more subtle, but that that was one of the things that drew me to that game. That, yeah, that missing. Was yeah, no, um, oh, L.A. Noir. Story as well. Oh, L.A. Noir. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. It, was, um, it was just one of those <laughs> things that you didn't have in a game before that cgi you don't you don't have any kind of emotions or expressions or anything like that so it was something new but i felt like you still don't get a hundred percent that you would get from a real person and that's yeah. why with this like her story it it was one of those things where i thought well they can actually do it with this for real because it is a real person yeah but i i've i well my missus when i played missing I said to her, I've got your game here. It's one you really like. It's all suspense and like you try. It's like a bit like saw you trying to get this guy out of the dungeon and blah blah blah. You'll like it, Ellen. And then I played it myself. And then I hear her downstairs getting stressed out. So I come down. and I kept telling her the answers. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I don't want to do that with this really. I want to let her crack on. And I think yeah. the good the good thing about this game as well is I don't know for certain, but I'm pretty sure because it's run on video footage, it will run on any computer. So if you've got a laptop that's really poor and you can't play many games. I'm sure you'll be able to run this because it's just a, a series of clips. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You literally are clicking on clips, listening to what she says, taking in the story, and the clips aren't in any kind of order. So you could have one that's at the end of her interview or one that's at the beginning, and you'll be like, it's like reading the end of a, a book before you've read the beginning of it, you know? You know a you know what's going to happen, but you don't know why or how or when. And it goes backwards and forwards like that. So it it does seem like a really good concept you know the graphics on it are pretty poor because it's all in like it's not in hd it don't seem it seems like it's in last generation sort of video footage you know like it's some old yeah. police police computer you know but that's part of the the look yeah. of it isn't it because yeah. it's old videotape yeah and you're like the detective and and you've just got a it puts you in the seat the driver's seat of it gives you the feeling of i'm actually solving this myself 
It's like a new type of puzzle. It's really good, I think. You know, and the, the game's only four ninety nine, so it's not like it's expensive either. No, it's a very good. Uh, you know, four ninety nine. That pro- that'll probably go on sale at some point. Yeah, and the thing is, with this game, I've seen a few different websites and stuff doing their end of year best games and stuff like that, and that has come up a couple of times. Yeah, a lot of people are talking about it. I think it's because live action games don't usually work, and this one yeah. actually has. Yeah, well, I've said to a few people, like, I'll mention it, and they'll go, yeah, yeah, I, I, I want to get that game. Not many people have actually bought it yet, but it's a game that everybody's heard of or everybody's got a knowledge of being out there, you know? So, but yeah, four ninety nine. Her, her story, you should try it out, let us know your feedback. I'm going to probably let my missus complete it before I finish it, but I'll keep going back to it and doing bits and pieces, but I'll try not to ruin it for her <laughs> because it's uh, her story. sad oh sad (laughs) oh yeah right on to hands what have you been doing oh i was in the wasteland again back to the wastelands yes it was a while that i've got to uh, i've got to admit something before you carry on okay i haven't played it (laughs) incredible isn't it you're the one nagging for a whole year true i've got to be honest yeah and i've had a lot of feedback on this from people a lot and everybody seems to have the same similar idea. The game is very good. The crafting system, no one really knows what it's about. Um, <laughs> it's true, isn't it? What it's for, you know? You don't really understand. Yeah, you can build bases, you can do this stuff. I don't, I don't use the crafting stuff. It so. doesn't. You can just skip that all out of the game. Yeah. You don't really need it. And the biggest thing I've got from people is when you first played Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas, you had the sense that you was in a big, massive, open world that you can go and explore. In this... You saw they've compacted everything so much. Yeah, the towns are so much more detailed. Yeah, but they took away a lot of the RPG elements also. Yeah, you can't just go. You can't just go wandering about. You know, you go from one mission to the next, and it's just like a couple of minutes across the road. Yep, especially what breaks the immersion for me in this game is the fast travel. Yeah, what? Because you have because you can fast travel. Yeah, because you can and you will, because it's so convenient. But it takes a lot of. Takes yeah. a lot of immersion away from the game, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, well, I remember in Fallout 3, you would have to, if you wanted to go somewhere, you'd have to physically walk there first. Yeah, and then you same here travel. still, but... But same like... here, but it's, you can get across there easily. Yeah, the, the thing is, on the, the, the small map, so to speak, there are a total of 340 locations, I think. Yeah. You, you can discover. I, I haven't discovered nearly all of them. Yeah, don't get me uh, wrong. The game, I still love the game. And... I still will play the game and complete it. What happened with me is I just had too much on with too much to do with multiplayers with people. And you know how I am. If I get online and there's someone on there, I'll play a multiplayer game. Yeah. If no one's on if no one's on the computer, I'll crack on and play single player on that. And to be honest, it's been Christmas, man. It's been just before Christmas. There's been a lot of people with some free time. So I'm finding myself playing a lot of multiplayer games at the moment. Yeah, for me, it's just vice versa. I find myself playing a lot of single player games at the moment. Yeah? Yeah, but, but, yeah. It's but that I, time I of did, year, I guess. Yeah, I do have to say, it was worth the money I paid for it. And the game's got a lot of detail. It's very smooth, very clean looking. I haven't come across any bugs, really, apart from the one where I got stuck in the monitor. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> you had loads. Yeah, okay, but those are actually fixed now, I think. There's a yeah, few patches just... later, so it, it runs really smooth on, on my computer now. It should be, goddammit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm enjoying it still. I'm, I'm trying to collect all power armors now. Also, I've gotten into the settlement thingy. Yeah, I've looked at some pictures online of some really cool settlements. I'm trying to replicate them. 
I'm failing. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm really failing. <laughs> oh. But at, at least I'm trying. And what? also, I should find some more companions because I only have dog meat and uh, the one from the Minuteman. I forgot his name, to be honest. Yeah, I've only got dog meat. I didn't even realize in the beginning of the game that you could change them. Yeah, neither did really, I. I really would like a human being because they can sort of shoot and that. The dog just runs around barking, getting in my way every time I go to pick something up. He's yeah. standing on top of it. Yeah, and then <laughs> so then so I move out of the way and then think, hey, he's gone over there now. And I come back, he runs straight back in there again. I'm cursing him like on my computer. My mistress telling me to shut up downstairs. You know, whilst I'm cursing it on the computer. <laughs> yeah, no, I usually uh, I I use dog meat or Preston Garvey. Those are the two yeah. I use. But yeah, uh, I, now I'm... I did hear from a lot of people that Preston Garvey is like absolute uh, crap. But hey, I do yeah, a lot cause... of Minuteman missions and I don't have to go back to him at any time. Yeah, see, I'm in the bit where I'm. I'm in the bit where the stadium. Now, don't give me any spoilers. I don't want to hear anything about it. But I'm in the stadium, and when I got to the stadium, I decided because there's all shops and that there. And this is the way I play Fallout Three. You might be different, but I like to go around to collect as much gear as I can, sell it, and I want to buy everything worth buying off of every vendor in that town before. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? Like every good gun, I want it. Every upgrade, I want it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before I go back out into the into the world. And I found myself doing a, a series of runs, going out, coming back, going out, coming back. And I have got some really good guns. But at that point, I wanted to buy the house as well. There's a new house you can buy there. And I needed a lot more money. And that's the point I'm still at. I think I've only played about 20 hours. And yeah, I know... I'm at 50 at the moment. Yeah. But uh, like I said, I did a lot of missions for the Minuteman, like XP missions. Same yeah. for the Brotherhood of Steel. To be honest, I haven't even visited Diamond City yet. <laughs> I should yeah. really start with the main story a little bit more. I oh, didn't yeah, know how far I am into the game. You what just sorry? got out of the uh, out of being frozen. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Okay. No, just because you're talking about how far you've got. I've got to the bit where you get your power armor, and then fight the death claw. Yeah. How when it comes to the main story, then we're even. That's how, how did far you fight the death claw? Because I think we all done that different. Oh uh, yeah, mine yeah. was because I didn't know I could have a power armor, yay. Uh, what I did was a Deathclaw actually got stuck in the wall of the shop on so the corner. So you cheated? No, he was stuck there and I just shot him with a shotgun. <laughs> oh, you lucky kid. time. <laughs> me, I went up to the roof and I had a sniper gun on me and I shot him. With the, he, he, he continually goes to the left in the buildings and gets disappears for ages. I just yeah. sat there waiting for ages. It was getting night, day, night, day. And I just sat there. When he come back round, I'd shoot him. Um, I used all the power armor uh, minigun rounds and then it got to the point where I was like, this ain't working. So I went downstairs, walked out, put a load of landmines down, got him to walk into them. That still didn't kill him. So then I took him out with my handgun just to finish him off. So Yeah, so you also didn't know you could have a power armor. Yeah, because I knew I already been in the power armor, but I ran it I ran it out of um, ammo. Ah, okay, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I got the power armor and then just straight away just jumped off the roof. As soon as I landed at the bottom... He came out, and then I you just jumped killed... off the roof of the power armor. Yeah. Can you do that? Yeah, you can. Yeah, oh, I don't fine. think you can destroy it, can you? Nope, you can. Okay. So did you jump off, or did you fall off by accident, and then you realised? <laughs> no, I jumped off. Really? Yeah, you can just jump off. It's no problem. Yeah. And then when I got to the bottom, that's when it came out, and I just killed it with the minigun. Really? That's yeah. how it should be done. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do that. I used everything. Yeah, everything I had. Here. I even throwing stones and hitting it with sticks at one point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's but like saving, loading, saving, Matt, loading. Matt in the chat, <laughs> Angry Gamers, says that you can damage it by doing that. Oh, okay. Oh, well, 
it probably damaged it a bit, but not enough that I couldn't use it because it was still working fine. But this but, is Matt we're talking about. He probably could damage anything. <laughs> <laughs> so how many power armors did you get, Nick? Just one? one or... And I haven't okay. even got that. I haven't got no cores for it, so it's parked up in the sewage plant. Yeah, the thing is, I have five power armors, I think, and I have a lot of cores. I just don't use the armors. Yeah, because they... I really that's, should. That's something I really liked about this Fallout. They, they've tuned into what people like and people collecting stuff. You know, I'm like, I'm a hoarder collector in games. I love to collect all my bits. And... Yeah. That is something that I would continuously play the game for. Because uh, the last power armor, which is really, really hard to get, is actually like a framework. Have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen it on um, the pictures. It's like all I don't framework. know how to get it. So. No, nah, it's meant to be really hard. I, I don't know how to get it either, but yeah. I remember someone talking about it and saying, you know, it's really, really difficult to get. Not what I did get was the, the UFO crash. Have you got that one? No, nah, I haven't been there yet. No, it, it, it just happened. It's, it's something that gets triggered somehow. And then you see a light in the sky and the UFO will crash. That's been in the previous um, Fallout, so, isn't it, when you get the alien blaster? Yeah. And then you get the yeah, same thing, you get the alien blaster. It's a really good weapon. Yeah. Yeah, that was in the previous ones. I remember getting that. I don't know if it was just on the expansion pack or not. I think it was the expansion pack. I'm not sure anymore. Too long ago. So, but, yeah, that, do, you know what? I, do you know what? I sit on my desktop and think, what do I play? And I keep looking at the Fallout 4 logo up there, thinking, yeah, I'll get on there. And then I think... But I've got other games. I've got so many games I bought in the Christmas <laughs> sales that I've just got loads of games to play, you know? Yeah, I understand. I know I know your feeling and I know your Do you know, you know what it's like when you've got so many games to play, you just don't know which ones to play? Yeah, I have 300 games on my Steam or something. So yeah, yes, I know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you played Fallout 4 and gave us an update on that. What else you played? I've also played Tales of Zestiria. Now, this thing, it's a Japanese RPG. Okay. Not sure if you ever played one of those types of games, like Final Fantasy VII. Um, do you know what? Final Fantasy is something I've always really been interested in, but I remember playing it on the PlayStation 1, I yeah, think Yeah, that's it, is. it. I mean, the um, Japanese RPG genre is pretty new for the is PC. Is it where you've so. got, like, as you go through the game, you collect like characters, and then when you come to fight, you have your line of characters and special weapons yeah. and magic and stuff, and then you take it in turns to take, choose who's firing at what enemy? Yeah, that's a Japanese RPG by definition. Now, the Tale series is different. It's real-time combat. So you actually control your character and you do your combo moves and everything. But uh, really? yeah, but it, it's the same principle. So you got your, your magic, you got your spells and whatever you want to use, you can throw at it. I, I, when I first played um, Final Fantasy, though, years ago, because I know Final Fantasy is followed by a lot of people and it's a massive game. Yeah. And I think it's a game that I'd like to get into. I think the one that I played, though, back in the day, I just remember being a bit overwhelmed with the walking around side of it. It's a bit like it's a bit too much, you know, walking around yeah, to find new areas and stuff. It's, it's sort of an open world, yeah, uh, but not really because it's a very linear story. So is it subtitled, the game, or...? Sorry? Is it subtitled, the game? Is it in Japanese or whatever you said? Or... You can send it in Japanese or English. Personally, I take English. Because uh, I really don't want to hear those Japanese uh, it high-pitched voices. Though? It's dubbed, of course, yeah. Yeah. yeah I've, but I've then seen, again, I've seen the name to of be it. honest, Tales of Hysteria is not uh, graphically the best game out there. So it can easily be compared to the PlayStation 2 era. Yeah, but then I've got to say, I don't really mind um, graphics when it comes to RPGs. I've got to be honest, over Christmas, I, I got my kids uh, a Wii U. And you know how I don't like consoles here anymore. You know this. 
But right, the Wii one, U's okay. <laughs> there's one thing. Yeah, because honestly, I played a Wii U with my kids. That like They're twin boys. They're four. I've got a nine-year-old and I've yeah. got a three-year-old. And twin boys are at that age now where like he's playing Mario 3D World. He plays Mario Kart. And he plays got one, and he's got um, Skylanders, which that's just a rip off. I'm not even going to go into that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I found myself I, like when I've been downstairs cooking dinner and stuff, just getting into Mario Kart. You know, I don't I don't count that as proper like PC game. Not obviously it's not PC gaming, but gaming as you would on a PC. It's fun. It's, it's family fun. Yeah, the word for it is casual. I'd say. Yeah, not but it's caring. just family fun. That's what that's what Nintendo is doing now. Yeah, yeah. not caring and just. It's like getting out a board game. It's yeah, it's just enjoyable. Like everyone playing together just for a bit of fun. Oh, yeah. The RPG side of it is just where I'm going to get onto. <laughs> I love Zelda: Link to the Past, and I could buy yeah. that for five quid on there. But once again, yeah, Zelda: Link to the Past. Those are not your traditional Japanese RPGs. No, I know they're not your Japanese RPGs, but RPGs and all. That's got to be the best one you could ever play. It's, it's the best Zelda out there by far, in my yeah. opinion. <laughs> and I've, I can't help it every time I'm sitting downstairs in the front room. And like you said, if I had an Xbox, I wouldn't play it. But because it's Nintendo, it's, it, I, I class Nintendo slightly different. They've got their own whole own section of games, I believe. I said it for years, Nintendo should do PC. You know what Nintendo does do? They keep their games the same every year. I'm on yeah. Mario 8. Mario Kart 8. <laughs> but and thank exactly. God for emulation. But they've made, I've got to admit, they've made it better. Like you can change all your cars and characters and all this sort of stuff. But getting back to yeah. it, yeah. If if I was to play an RPG, I would go for more of your sort of that Zelda type of game or like Fable. That's my kind Fable, of Fable. Yeah, that's that's Western RPG. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, it's not something I'd I'd rule out. I'd I'd probably give it a go, but I don't think it would suit me. And I don't... Uh, if you're not a fan of the Japanese RPG genre, I wouldn't play Tales of Stira. It's it's like a full breadth JRPG. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's 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 also in the story. I mean, you're like this uh, this cool dude, so to speak. I mean, and you're raised so you're by like angels. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You? Cool. <laughs> Same sentence. Okay, yeah. uh, let's move on. You did uh, hear me then. <laughs> oh, man. Go and carry on. Yeah, I'm trying to carry on, but I got this image in my head now of you being that guy in the <laughs> game. So. But anyway, you're raised by angels, or whatever you want to call them. And one day, a human walks into your realm. I have no idea how that happens. It just happens. It's uh, Once again, Japanese storytelling is way different from ours. And then all ho- hell starts breaking loose. Because in the downstairs world, as they call it, which is where the humans live, yeah. everything is going to hell. Now, that's pretty accurate. Is it all going to the real life? Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty accurate uh, to the real life situation at the moment, I guess. Yeah. But And it's up to you to save the world. As and in that's every... it. You just sum that whole game up in 10 words. That's every <laughs> Japanese RPG. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's up to you to save the world. And on your quest, you gather different allies. You get more powerful, you visit other towns, you help yes. them out. See, like I was saying, I haven't really played a lot of Final Fantasy and stuff like that, but just from you saying it's like Final Fantasy and that genre of game, I can understand it's going to be... Yeah, but like I said, it's it's an op- it's actually a false open world because, yes, you can go a lot of different places, but there's only one story you need to follow. There's very little side missions besides from go kill that monster or that monster for yeah. a little extra XP, and that's really about it. So, you, so do you it's, like this game or not? I like it. The, uh, I've been playing Japanese RPGs well, for you a long it. time. 
Sorry, no, I haven't completed it yet. Will so you I'm, finish I'm, it? I will finish it because I'm gonna come back to this game next week and go a little bit more in-depth because at the moment, if I go in-depth, I'm gonna do some spoilers and there's probably people out there who want to still play the game. Yeah, so you'd rate it for people that like them, them genre games. It's, if it's you game. like uh, JRPGs, get this one. On the PC, it's one of the better you can find. Now, also, in the same genre, Final Fantasy IX is going to come to PC in a few weeks. Don't know if you ever played Final Fantasy IX, but probably not. <laughs> Do you know what? So. I've got a couple of the Final Fantasies. Um, I put one on the last time, and I had issues with my computer getting the controls to work. So oh, I switched yeah. it off and <laughs> got the ump with it. <laughs> yeah, but... Anyway, I, I'm buying it for collector's edition's sake. So. Yeah, I've got uh, here downrange say 66 in the chat. Just come up with uh, a little bit of information. Now let me know if you know if this is true or have a look. He reckons it's called Final Fantasy. I don't know if he's just joking and being an ass or if he's telling the truth. So let us know downrange. But he reckons Final Fantasy is called that because the guy that made it was going bankrupt, so he made one last game, and then when mm. it took off, it continued. It could be, but it's, it's Square Enix. <laughs> So they're a very rich company. Ah, uh, so he might so be right. So I doubt it, but it's it's not impossible. Ah, uh, I thought you might know. I thought you was an expert. No, no I'm not that kind of an expert. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say I'm not a weeaboo like certain other people in our community, which we are not going to name <laughs> been, because I promise not to name him. You've been dying to have a go at Blood Reaper the whole time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Blood Reaper. <laughs> oh. He has a mic now, by the way. We should get him on the podcast. Oh, yeah, he's only said one word. Yeah, but at least we heard him. <laughs> right, let's so, move on. But anyway, uh, back to Tales of Hysteria. How much is uh, it? Uh, it's it's pretty expensive. It's forty nine ninety nine. Wow. Euros. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's it's. A I'll be going back to PlayStation or Xbox for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I think on PlayStation it's like seventy euros or something. I've got to so. be honest, man. I thought you were gonna say it's like four ninety nine. I'd be like, yeah, I'll probably still uh, bought it. No, 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 no. This is a very expensive game. <laughs> wow, that is expensive. Man. It's new. What do you want? I don't, I don't care how new it is. So, yeah, well, if you don't like that genre of games, then don't spend. I won't even be looking at it. Ah. See, that's a genre that I'm just not into at all. And I always think with RPGs, there's not a huge amount going on. So they really need to look good. So you've got a bit of eye candy whilst you're not doing very much. So This is not really eye candy. It's Can a good rewind? story, but it's not eye candy. We need a rewind moment. Okay. Why? Hans, did you buy this game for 50 quid? Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> How much did you pay for it? Uh, 16.99, I think I paid for it. See, I don't think I'd even been able to do yeah, that. Yeah, uh, shop smart. That's all shop I'm going to say. So. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Let's move on. So that's uh, Tales of, of what? Zestiria. Zestiria. <laughs> cool, and this is very expensive. Have a yeah. look. Let us know your views. I'm sure we'll get some messages about that one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, let's move on. Um, right, in the community and extra section, we're on to next. And uh, first off, I'd like to say community members given us uh, a heads up on a game. And we've, we haven't actually played it, but I'll read the question out of, about it and then we'll go on from there. And uh, it's from Elliot in the community. And he says, he found a game you wanted to share with us and for us to give out our views. Basically, he says, hi, guys, I found this game on Steam Greenlight and it's in alpha. It's free and can be downloaded now. It's called Who's Your Daddy? And then he's got a link for it. It's on Steam. He says, cheers. And basically, it's now costs three ninety nine. So I've got to be honest, we did have a look at this game, but we didn't buy it. <laughs> Because it looks a bit crazy. Yeah. If you think Shower With Your Dad Simulator was crazy, <laughs> this this is right up there. Yeah, it is. It's right up that street. And of crazy actually, and I gotta say, this game is so wrong on so many levels. 
just like Shower with your dad simulator? I don't think it's wrong on so many levels. Well, it might be actually. That I need to get it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much the game is is it's a two-player, um, like sort of multiplayer. I don't know if you can play it with a single player on your own, but it seems like it's a two-player. One of the characters is a dad in a house, and one of them's a little baby. Now what you do is one of you's the baby, and you've got to try. Do you have to try and kill yourself? Yeah. Yes. Suicidal baby. <laughs> Suicidal baby. Oh, it's like Dead Realm gone wrong. Um, yeah, basically, one of you're, you're the baby, one of you, and you go up to like bleach to try and drink it, or you go up to a plug socket and you try and put your fingers in it, and you just got to go around the house calling around as fast as possible, trying to cause problems, basically. And the other character is the dad, and he's got to try and prevent you from doing it. So it's just like, I don't know, cat and mouse, really, ain't it? Yeah. Yeah, You. it's not even just that you're the dad running after the kid. You're trying to be two steps ahead of the kid as well. <laughs> Because you're trying to like baby-proof the plug sockets before the baby Hold gets a, a chance to put his fingers in it. Hold on a minute. Has someone been watching my house? Because that's like my house. Four <laughs> kids running around like nutters trying to kill themselves and me running around two steps in front. <laughs> yeah, but that's it. They've probably got the idea from someone like you. Where <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's just non-stop. Like, if you watch the video of it, it is pretty manic. Because whilst the dad's like trying to put a lock on the oven baby's in the cupboard drinking the bleach and then he <laughs> runs over to the cupboard and he before he put the lock on the oven and he runs over to the cupboard the baby's already run off and he's inside the oven the oven door closes the <laughs> oven turns on like but i said so wrong on so i many know <laughs> it, it's so inappropriate it's it is like shower with your dad it is funny though it's funny but i don't know how funny it will be after playing it for a while like i reckon i don't know how funny it'd be if i played it with off. my kid and then he got in the oven <laughs> yeah it would be funny <laughs> i was gonna say it's not actually like my house because in my house the kids are probably trying to kill me rather than kill themselves <laughs> yeah we're getting old man <laughs> but it's quite funny it, do you know what concept of a game is quite good it's different man it's funny you know if it's yeah. two of you on a computer you want to have a yeah, laugh like i said i'm getting this game no questions asked that's I good. I'll play it off your account. See, I yeah. could have got it when it was free, but when I looked at it, I didn't realise it was two-player. I thought the baby was AI and you were the dad. And then I just thought, oh, this will probably just get frustrating because how manic the dad was running around trying to do stuff. I just thought, oh, that's going to frustrate me. But now <laughs> knowing that the baby is controlled by someone as well, that would make it even funnier because you know you're actually running around after someone. So... It, it probably is something I would try out, but I reckon yeah. the novelty of it will wear off pretty quick. Yeah, that was pretty much like it, pretty much. If you've played um, Dead Realm, it's a similar sort of thing. You're in a you're in a big old mansion, and you've got five human players, I think it is, and in one of you, out of the six of you, one of you will be the demon, which could be a demon baby, or you could be a werewolf. I think there's even more stuff updated now. We need to go back to it, but. They would run around the house and hide, and you would run around as this creepy little baby, making all different creepy sounds. And like they would hide in the cupboard, and you just open the doors. And do you know what? It used to make me jump, and I don't jump at anything. And it did get really, it did get quite good. But it was a five minute wonder. You played it for ten minutes with your mates as warm up, and then you was bored. You know, but I could see this game having a lot of add-ons. You know, you can have all different babies to put in it. You could even change it. Like you could change it to a dog. You know, or parrot or saying you can always liven up. You know, you could have like like people said, you can have hard mode where you could have two dads or two parents, you know, or two babies to make it double as hard. Yeah. You know, but I was reading about it and it does say they have got different doors in the house so far, which you can't open. 
So the add-ons will probably be, or the newest new updates will be no more rooms with more stuff, like a bathroom where you can get in the bath and stuff like that, you know, a garage where it's got power tools or, yeah, you know. Yeah, because it's still early stages, so it is a pretty basic game, and it looks pretty basic as well. Like, the graphics on it, like, there's, there's no... There's, it's all right, it, but there's just no textures, so yeah. everything looks like a smooth surface. So, Do you know what it reminded me of? You know, well, about 10 years ago, you'd get, like, a CD of, design your bedroom, or design your kitchen, <laughs> yeah. and you would be like, wow, <laughs> I could design my bedroom. And I remember buying this, like, for a couple of quid on disc, and I was like, because I'm sad, and just, like, you'd put the dimensions of the ceilings and the wall distances and stuff. You'd measure your room, and you'd make your real room in there, and then you'd have, like, three different options of wallpaper. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be it yeah and i remember doing that like and thinking that room looks crap <laughs> and it's like the textures do look a bit like that in this game don't they yeah yeah like it's just come out of room maker yeah and when you when you open a drawer it's like your hand comes out in front of you but then the drawer opens and closes by itself like <laughs> it is it is really basic but i don't know if like when you're playing it the gameplay would be so fast paced that you won't even be worried that the floor doesn't look like real tiles or the wall hasn't got wallpaper on it or whatever. But I think what would make this game a bit better is multiplayer more than two people. Because yeah. remember before when I was saying about the game I can't wait to play, which is a Friday the 13th game. And yeah. that to me seems appealing because you've got one guy as Jason and then you've got another four or five people as the campers. And so... Like you've got a group of people running around. Yeah. And but that the, the thing for that game though, which made it exciting, was all the different types of ways of t cutting people up and smashing people up and killing them. Yeah. But then it's the same with this. It's like the baby's obviously got a hundred different ways to kill itself in the house. But that's a bit not appealing, though, killing a baby. No, but that's the thing. That's why it's wrong. That's why <laughs> I I just think it's it's not a great idea for a game. Um. But if they wanted to make it more interesting, you, you do have like three people as kids and you could have them as different types of kids. So you could have a baby that can only crawl along the floor. You could have a toddler that can run around but can't reach onto worktops. It can only go in low cupboards and under the bed. Yeah. And then, I don't know, if you had a teenager, that would be a proper suicidal teenager, wouldn't it? If he's going around oh, trying yeah. to yeah, but teenagers, kill himself. Yeah, but that's the thing, teenagers, they just they just would kill themselves. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's why, like, yeah, they could go down that road with it, but yeah. it, it is wrong so many ways. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Officially, Jansen is not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, uh, getting back to it, Elliot, thanks for uh, giving us that information. It was funny to get, like, to get in there. Like you said, yeah. bit of fun, you know. Check it out. We checked it out. We found it quite funny. We didn't buy it because... I didn't want to spend four pounds on it, but we have looked into it. And uh, yeah, thanks for like letting us know and giving us the information about the game. If you get any others, let us know. It's quite funny. But um, also, I was about to say, uh, Downrange also just put another uh, message in saying about the uh, details for Final Fantasy, as we were talking about just now. And he says, all right, Nick, Final Fantasy in 1987, the December was going to quit because the company he worked for was Square, was going bankrupt. So in a final attempt to make a successful game, he released Final Fantasy. Oh, yeah, because so, it is Square Unix, isn't it? Yeah, yep. that didn't worse, it's true. So, Downrange, yeah. you have redeemed yourself with that information, and you've stepped up one level. 
Yeah. <laughs> you now on level two. Now you're level three. <laughs> you officially passed Blood Reaper. Yeah. <laughs> right, moving on. Yeah, so Elliot, thanks for that. It's much appreciated. And uh, let's move on with the community and extras. Next up, I'd like to say, people, we've still got the Empyrean server. It's fully updated. It's been massive. I think we've had over 200 people in it. Um, I've got to be honest, since we've done the clean wipe, you've now got big capital vessels and they can actually land on planets and you can build them on planets. And th there's now 22 play areas, like like different planets and different space areas. So you've got PvP, PvE, and it's massive. In all, like before when we played it, you could literally get in your little vessel, fly from one planet straight to another planet, take a couple of minutes. Now you have to have a capital vessel built, which is massive. All the, every item in the cap capital vessel is big, like the the, the jetpacks and all that. They're Basically massive. a flying base. Yeah, you've got to have a flying base, and you have to have a warp drive in order to get to another planet. So they're so fast, and I actually haven't built this yet because I haven't been on it since. So I don't know how long it takes to get to another planet, but apparently it's quite far. So. Yeah, now we've got 200 people in the server, like regularly coming in and out. There's capital ships all over the place because you have to have one. And yeah, that Imperial server's still going. Get in. Me and uh, Jansen are probably going to play on there a couple of hours a week and get on, aren't we? We said, because yeah. we really want to get back into it. But everybody's having a go at us for wasting our time on a game we don't like. <laughs> <laughs> Not naming anyone. I don't see how you can't love Imperium, man. It's wicked. I can neither confirm nor deny the fact that I like the game, yes or no. Oh, right, fair <laughs> enough. So you don't like it. <laughs> but yeah, but I can neither confirm nor deny. People are putting it down before they're even playing it. People yeah. need to get in and have a go with us. Don't play it on your own. Get in with us. We can help you out, get started, and you'll be hooked. Yeah. Right, we're back. Sorry about that, people. Um, our team speak decided it was going to give up the ghost on us. Yeah. I think Hans, it's his fault. Yeah, but I can't fault. confirm or deny that. <laughs> can't yeah. confirm or deny anything. <laughs> but yeah, back onto Empyrean. I can't remember what I was just saying about it because for you listening live, uh, well, we just downloaded our uh, podcast. We got cut off, so that was about 20 minutes ago. So I can't remember what I was saying. Can you? I think we got to the end of it anyway. We were pretty much saying, yeah. get on it. Yeah, get on to uh, Empyrean. But yeah, we'll leave it at that then. Get on to Empyrean. Server's packed full of people. It's doing really well. Have a good time. That sums it up really, doesn't it? Yeah. Good. Right, next on, I'd like to say, we did have a Terraria server before, but some dopey git deleted it by accident. I'm not going to name anyone. And uh, it just totally disappeared, really. And we, I had a massive, massive game on there. I had a massive castle. I had a big dungeon. I had loads of new gear. And I got really angry with myself after doing that. So what I've done now is I've set up a new one. But what we did on that server, we had all sorts of mods on it. This one's got no mods on it, and you can bring any character in. And I don't really want that because I want to start everybody from fresh. So if you are into Terraria and you really want to play Terraria with us, you know, just give me a message on Steam at Extreme PC UK. Let me know you want to get in. I'll give you the password. Only rules are you come in. You stick to your own your own part of the game. You don't steal from other people, and basically you start a new character. You know the problem we had before is people came in with characters that were totally maxed out, and they were smashing up things everywhere, and it just got all too much. And we had to password yeah, basically it. Basically, so... don't be an asshole. Yeah, basically, yeah. But if you want to get in, so far I'm the only one playing in Terraria server. No one likes it for some reason. No one wants to get in with me, and no one wants to play it. If any of you are interested in Terraria, 
let me know and I'll give you the password and I'll get it up and running 24 hours so that you can get in whenever you want. And that's about that really. Otherwise, I'll play it on my own. I'm quite happy there. Next for the community, I'd like to say we've got a free team speak. I don't know if everybody in the community knows this yet. All you've got to do is go to our Steam group, Extreme PC UK. All the details are on there for our team speak, all of our streams, all of our Twitch, everything. So get on there and get on our team speak. We're all nice to talk to. You know, I can make you your own rooms. If you've got a group of friends of your own, I will make you your own room to play with your own mates in. You know, it's never, it's not a problem. Any games you want to play, I'll put a gaming room up there for you. Use our team speak as it's your own. You know, just let me know what you want. And yeah, about, apart from that, that's all for the community and extras this week. Anything you guys would like to say about the community? No, no I haven't got anything. No? Boring gits? Yeah. Single player dude here. Single player dude. <laughs> you speak enough for both of us. Sorry? Actually, yeah. Why are we here? <laughs> Hold on, I'm lost. We, we had loads of stuff to say, Nick, but you said it all for us. Yeah. Go on then, say something. I'll just be repeating what you said. <laughs> you nutter. <laughs> I don't know if the team speaks about to fail on us again. Is it sounding all right? No, it's not sounding all right. Yeah, it's uh, not 100%. Yeah, it no. is. Oh, I'm gonna write, I'll be writing all sorts of letters tomorrow. Yeah. I'll have to get Zach on the case. He's the letter man. <laughs> right, let's crack on and do the best we can with this uh, team speak we've got. Yeah. Uh, basically, we've got questions. Question time. The first question is from Warmonger18. And uh, I'll read out the questions and then we can crack on afterwards. This first question, I think, is more for you guys than me. <laughs> But I'll crack on, read it, and then you can uh, have your discussion about it. It says, From Warmonger18, Hi Nick, I have recently purchased Star Wars Battlefront 3 and have been playing it online, or at least trying. My question is this, for the high-end cost of the game, should single-player mission have been included, which isn't included, half of the time I can't even play online as the game has no bots and there is hardly anybody playing in the Asian Pacific region. So where he's playing, he's got no one else online. And then he says... Which wouldn't be so bad if I could select other regions like to play in the EU or America servers with more latency, but I can't even do that. I feel the game is a visual spectacle in its current form, but most other areas are very, very poor. Thanks, a sad and frustrated Warmonger 18. My blood boils when I read this question. <laughs> Go on, give us some feedback. Okay, first of all, of course this game should have a single player campaign. Why on earth EA didn't do that is beyond me. Second of all, the high cost of the game is also something that bugs me a lot because the season pass costs more or equal to the game itself. Yeah, that's not good. And to top it all off, they just announced they won't do anything with the new Star Wars movie in the Star Wars game. Really? This game See? is a pure piece of crap. Don't <laughs> buy it. If you buy this game, you are guilty. He's very serious. You are he? guilty of people or companies like EA doing their stuff. They need to stop it now. <laughs> We're all getting scared. <laughs> oh, damn it. Ugh. He's been he's been waiting to answer this for a long time to you, uh, Warmonger. And uh, we all knew that he'd get really stressed out of it because he doesn't believe oh, in... Man. He doesn't believe in DLCs. He thinks you shouldn't pay for extras once you pay for the main game. When the extras are the same price as the game, it's even worse. And like you're saying not being able to play the game in your own region because there's no one else online, you know, they should give you some kind of aspect oh, yeah. to be able to Thank change. you, Origin, for not being able to change it. Not even with a VPN, you can't do anything. You need to make a new account, put in false information, and then you can play on set selected servers. Really? Which is bullcrap. I mean, oh, EA, oh. you're going to get sued for this one. It's your podcast anyway. 
Uh, <laughs> EA blame you. should go bankrupt. Do not buy any <laughs> EA games at any cost. No FIFAs, no nothing. They're, that company needs to go. They're killing games. Seriously. They're destroying the, the gaming uh, is it, is world. It, is it, a, it is a region that's got you play, ain't it? What? Sorry? You Is that who's got you play, play. isn't it? But Uplay uh, is, is not from Ubisoft. EA. Ah, that's Ubisoft. EA is origin. Ubisoft is the lesser of two evils in this one. Yeah, yeah, I know. But Uplay is just something that popped into my mind at the same time, which I don't <sighs> like. Might as well have a go at all of them while we're there. I'm going to smash yeah. my keyboard now. <laughs> <laughs> mind, mind that granny and your teeth. Yeah. I've got to no, be honest, but seriously, though. people, do not buy this Battlefront game. It, it is a total rip-off in, in any form. Do you know what? Form. It's sad to say, yeah, but for guys like you two who love Star Wars... You know, to to be slating this so much, it's got to be really bad. Because I played that game in the um in the test, and yeah, me too. The game isn't bad by itself. No, it's no, just, the game. It's the just graphics are amazing. By a very bad company. Well, it's money making, isn't it? It's Star Wars. You know what happens when you get a film in a game. Yeah, but you know what they're not even doing down. the film. They're they're not even doing anything with the new film. They announce it. They're doing nothing with the new film. Yeah, but it doesn't need yeah. to. It's got Star Wars in the title. It doesn't need to. It's money-making. They're making the money off it. Look at Jansen. You was going to buy this regardless, weren't you? At the start. Yeah, yeah. When I played like the beta <sighs> test of it, I was going to buy it. And it was only after I started hearing all this bad stuff about it, I thought, do you know, I'll hold out. And it was my birthday in December, and I just said to people, look, if you want to get me this game, I'll have it. But can, but I'm not paying for it myself. <laughs> yeah, but that's it. It's like I wasn't willing to spend the money on it, but if someone wanted to get it for me, fair enough. But no one did, so I still haven't played like the full game. But like... Well, Apparently there's not a full game. It's just multiplayer, and that's it. You've got no single-player campaigns or nothing, so what full yeah, game no, are you talking about? that doesn't bother me, because I totally agree with like what Han says, but... On the part of like having a single player mode, I always feel that a company has to dedicate time and funds into a story mode in a game. But if you're making a game like this where the main part of the game is to play online, then take that money and resources and put it into making a better online game. But yeah. in this case, the actual game isn't isn't that great. There so is they, no game. Yeah, so that that's the thing. It's like they could have they could have had a single-player game. How long have you spent playing this game in the testing? Because uh, when you've done the testing, it was the whole game wasn't open, or, or the game uh, was two, there. Two itself. maps, I think it was. Yeah, it was two Even maps. Even then, it's half a game. Yeah, but uh, what I'm trying to get across is, is in that game, what is, like, say Call of Duty, because it's a similar sort of thing, isn't it? Call of Duty, you unlock guns as you go, you unlock players, and you get higher up the XP, you get higher up the rankings. Does that do that in this game? Yeah. So Th you that's, have... that's what it is. You, you start as like a level one and you've got a gun and you've got a, a and as you go up, you and turn then, yeah. into a star trooper and then you turn into darth vader as you get higher and higher up the ranks yeah basically that that's how it works it's like you're leveling up and as you level up you get better guns you get be get better perks and things like that but you can become darth vader and you can become luke skywalker by picking up like power-ups and okay it's the same as like if you wanted to get in one of the at-ats, pick up this uh, power-up, and then it puts you inside it, and then you can start shooting people from inside it. And the same like if you want to fly a TIE fighter or an X-Wing, yeah. it's you do it by picking up power-ups that are like spawn in random places. 
but you as a player you upgrade your player and then as you upgrade you get points you use those points to get new and better weapons and perks but when i played the beta all of that worked perfectly you only had two maps to play and both maps were full and i really enjoyed it i thought it was really good and the graphics were like phenomenal yeah they yeah, were really that's good graphics true. i mean from a technical perspective this game is, is very good see but for me it's not uh, a game yeah <laughs> for me as an as an outsider to star wars here yeah, because as you know i haven't watched all the star wars i haven't been involved i don't really know about star wars which i will get involved if i want to watch them all now it's just finding time which gone everybody in the chat can start creasing me now as an outsider to this i've got to look at it as just the game because i don't know the aspect of star wars so i take that completely away from it and i look at it as just a game and i will compare it to like battlefield call of duty and that and just see what this has got and what that's got now the no side of single player i believe if they put enough into the multiplayer i could live with that but it's got to be a no, lot it's got to be no, a lot of upgrades no, a lot of add-ons for that one this i can because i've got when i go campaign. in call of duty and stuff i don't play no single players I only yeah. play multiplayer. Because you don't need it because you're yeah. buying the game to play it online. Like to have a single player mode is just a bonus. Yeah. But then I always think if they didn't do that, they could have taken those resources to put back into the game and you yeah. might have had more vehicles, yeah, like more space guns. Combat. Yeah, it's like I've said before, that if you haven't got single player and you've got multiplayer, I can live with that. But as long as, like, say a DLC comes out, I don't mind getting a DLC and paying for it. But I want that DLC to be what I want it to be. And in a game like this, I don't want to see a new game come out which you can jump up walls and do all this futuristic stuff which is different. I would rather them, like I've said before, just put more content into a lot more guns, a lot more costumes, a lot more outfits for people and, and skins and stuff like that. That's what I like to see in games, in these type of games. So for me, the single player bit, I'm not too concerned about not having if the multiplayer is really, really good and there's a lot to collect and a lot to do and a lot to unlock. Going on to the thing with the game with no bots and the servers, I think that's totally out of order, you know, because basically they've made you buy a game which you can't physically play. You can't play it, not that you'd want to play it with just bots anyway, you wouldn't want to do that. Nah. Uh, so that's not acceptable anyway. But the point that you can't change the, the different region, I think that's totally out of order because really that makes no difference to them. You know, Welcome I to the world know, of EA. Yeah, but I don't know. There could be some kind of aspect where they can't connect them for some reason. I don't know because I, you know, when you get like um, Nintendos and stuff, and you get you get different regions there, and they don't compatible. The cartridges don't work on different computers and stuff. It might be something like that. I don't know. I don't know enough details about it, so I can't say. But it could be something to do with like that sort of thing. Then matching them together. But what I would say is, they should definitely, definitely, if that was the case, they should start something new so that everybody can play in their own region, or you can change it because yeah it's only going to be the latency for you to wherever you're going so the ping from where you're going to somewhere else you know so if you can manage to get on a server which has got 200 ping on it or whatever it should be you that should be your choice that's yeah. the way i see it yeah. so they should allow it and if it doesn't work it doesn't work but if it's slight chance it does work you've got the option to try but i think there is that thing of like you can isn't it like when you're ready <laughs> yeah no isn't it that thing of like if your ping's too high and you join a server you they can kick then you, off. you can slow it down so it's like yeah you'll get kicked because your connection isn't quick enough yeah so i am sadly to say that ea makes billions by the minute so to speak so i'm, I'm pretty sure they can do something if they want to it 
Yeah, but this is the whole thing about online gaming is that you are meant to be connected to the whole world. So you don't want to just play with someone who's down the road just because they think it's more efficient because you, your best mate might live in Tibet and you want to play Star Wars with him, but you can't because you can't get on the same server. Yeah, but I, I've got to say, Maximilian in the, in the chat has just come up with the reason why, and he says the, the stuff with regions is more down to commercial yeah, it's, reasons. Yeah, he's right. He's 100% and, uh, right. And he says, basically, it's so that they can have it super cheap in like poor countries and then expensive in, in rich countries, so you can't, you can't switch and change, you know? And yeah, but that if would be a fair it, point. Yeah, but if it's just to play online, if it's just to get into a server in different regions, obviously in a poor country, they can sell the game cheaper there if they want to. But then that person should be able to get online and play with someone in a different region. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, honestly, I don't know that much about it. It's something I'd have to look into to find yeah, out about I'm it. Yeah, gonna, I'm going to shut up about this game because I'm really going to smash my monitor. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, the game for me, I could just sum it up. Uh, I think it's it's really bad that they haven't got single player. I think it's really bad that you can't change in, in the thingy. And if I was you, Warmonger, I would want my money back. Because I think you've got a valid case there. You've got a game you can't physically play because there's no one playing it in your region. And yeah. you've got nothing to play. So I would I would get in touch with them. And I would write all sorts of letters. Because I like writing letters. Let's uh, get you somewhere. Oh, good luck with EA. <laughs> they care, really. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's what I do because I would be really pissed off for that. And it's yeah. not just that. You've probably got a chance as well with the Star Wars franchise as well because it's their name as well that you're that's getting a bad name. You're getting you're a customer and you're getting upset with a Star Wars game. So you could always try that route as well. You know. Yeah. Depends. I, I, how... see, I see you have never dealt with EA before. Um, move on. Honestly, no, I haven't. You obviously have. Yes. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. But yeah, Warmonger 18, sorry about your uh, bad luck with yeah, that game. Probably, sorry for you, man, I really am. I can imagine you'd be like these guys that really, really was up for that game and it's just been a right letdown. And, you know, it's never good when you're really interested in something in it and they let you down with games. So it's just one of them things, I think. Like I said, write yeah. a letter about it or get in touch with someone and say you want your money back. I'd say that's all that you could really do and hope for the best. Right, question two. This is from Trubshaw. Now, I like again, like I was saying, I'm going to read out the whole question and we'll get onto your uh, views of it after if you're all right with that, boys, yeah? Yeah. So it says, hi, sure. Nick, hi, Nick and the gang. Great podcast last week, which is probably about a month ago now, <laughs> um, which we're sorry about that, guys. We will be going weekly from now on, New Year, fresh stuff. My GTX 980 Ti is now fitted and the games are running. Now, my question is this. As you know, I'm quite a senior gamer, at least in terms of years. I have been running and playing DCS World for over 20 years, which is... What's it called again? It's a, um, a simulator where yeah, you... Yeah, I can't remember uh, the, the DCS part of it. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I forgot that too. Uh, you, we were talking about it two minutes ago because we've never yeah. really played it. But yeah, it's a simulator, um, an army simulator, like flight sort of simulator. Yeah, he's been playing that for over 20 years. He says, look at this YouTube video, and I've got a link for a video, which obviously you guys can't see. I'll put it in the links after at the end so you can see it. And it basically, it says to see the PC graphics from 20 years ago. And it basically, this video, if I was to describe it to you, it, would, it goes from really, really old school graphics 20 years ago, which were like just lines, all the way through to like your top flight sim now. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Nick, it was Digital Combat Simulator. Digital Combat Simulator. Sorry, that's it. We were talking about it before the podcast, and then I just got mine blank then. Yeah. But honestly, I've, I've actually never played it. Not me neither. Um, no. 
You've never played either, Jansen. No. None of us really know. Something we might yeah, have to look into. Yeah, I'm not into flight sims. So. No, neither um, am I. No? Oh, I like a flight sim. I don't know if I've got the patience for it. but I don't I'd like any sims. <laughs> you do what I do. end up flying it and crashing it into different things. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's too real. And real is usually boring. Nah. I, I've got to be honest. I like real. Because I like to be able to trace a real uh, person's I mean, steps. It's like real life. The graphics are, are great, but the story yeah, sucks. Yeah, it's like... It's like, yeah. say you've got a normal, like, um, I don't know if they're in this game, but say you've got a normal, like, passenger plane in your normal flight sim. You know, you have to do all the switches and buttons that you have to do in real life. Um, admittedly, I probably wouldn't play it for a very long time, but I'd like to see if I've got it in me to do it and take it on really quickly. That's why I like it, you know? But anyway, let's get back to the question. It says, that video clip is the graphics from 20 years ago to now. What games or franchise or type do you guys think you'll be playing in 20 years that are around now. Will it? Will Imperium be the one? I wonder what no. I was going to say to that. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers and keep up the podcast. And that's from Trubshaw. Now, games that you think is going to be around for 20 years plus. Do you know what? I've just got to say, the ones that I would say is just your normal Street Fighters and things like that. Yeah, Street Fighters, I Zelda, that, Mario's. That's probably been around for 20 years and it'll still be around for another 20 years. Yeah, yeah but is um, he saying the type of games that will be around or the games that you personally will be know, playing in 20 years? Both, it's both game franchise or type. You know, I this is how I believe it will change. You've got all your games are playing now. You're looking at your screen and you're playing like Empyrean. You're playing Armour Free. You know, I think from now to 20 years time, I don't know how big the jump will be. I don't know how long it will take. But I believe like I'm well excited for this VR coming out. And I think what will happen is all the games that are out now, like imagine you had your normal old fashioned big cassette video player, yeah? And you'd watch a film like, I don't know, Terminator. Yeah? If you watch that film on that video player now, the graphics on it, the pitch quality is crap, isn't it? But then they brought out Blu-ray. So you got Terminator on Blu-ray. And it was much better quality. And I think it's going to be the same as that. I think over a 5-10 year period, I think you're going to get Armour Free and like Empyrean and games like that. And then this, this Oculus Rift is going to come out. And then it's going to be over the next 10 years swapping these games and remaking these games into 3D. So you'll get like Armour VR or Probably, something like that. Yeah. You know, that's the way I think it will go. And I think it will just be switching from us playing Armour now to us playing Armour in 3D with the graphics being realistic. And then you'll get up to like 4K, 8K in 3D. And I think that's the way it will go. And do you know what? I can't wait for that. I don't know about you yeah, guys. I, I, I hope that in 20 years we'll have some real virtual reality to play in. Yeah, I, I hope I'm still around in 20 years, man. The way I'm yeah. going, I don't think I will be. <laughs> we're, we're nearing 60 by yeah. then. But and hey. you, man, and you, you definitely won't be. No, I'll Hands. probably get get The way you're going over. with luck, mate. You're hey, 2016 has been okay so far. Oh, man. You've had your teeth knocked out. You've done your arm. You got, nearly got blown up in France. Or My tires were slashed. Your tires were killed. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah. What do you What do you guys think? How, where do you think it's going to be going? Well, Jackson, like it, give us your take first. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. It is like the games that we play now are the games that we were playing like 20 years ago, and obviously they've just kind of upgraded them, and it will be the same in the future. But obviously, if they're going down the VR route, only certain games are going to work with VR. So. Some of them, like, imagine playing a side-scrolling game. You're not really going to need a VR headset for a game like that. But you could play something like Street Fighter 2, where it 
you could be in it yeah you're you're sitting in the audience watching a fight in front of you so you can look left and right and see all the people almost like a, a That'd film be mad wouldn't it when you watch something like Awol with uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme and it's all about never seen it oh man it's He's, he's, in the, he's in the Foreign Legion and he leaves and comes to America and he's he's got to get money. So he goes into street fights to earn money. And then uh, he starts off like under a bridge with about like 10 bums standing around and he just beats the crap out of someone. And they're like, yeah, we can make some money off this I guy. Did watch, as a kid, American Ninja Free. Oh, forget that. <laughs> you know everybody watches that. Oh, man. It's like, Able is a classic. but um, oh, I'll have to watch it. But yeah, it will give you that kind of like immersement into the game where it would be like watching a street fight, but you, you are part of the audience, although at the same time you're controlling one of the fighters. That's but quite yeah. good. In 3D, like you're in there, they're in front of you fighting. But also, I thought you could be like the person fighting with the controllers in your hand, like the nunchucks, bashing the guy up. True. It'd be like we... Imagine I'm like doing Hadouken. I have to do the movements. <laughs> yeah, but then it, it might be I don't a know what you do if him, though. Yeah, but what if... <laughs> but what if you're, like, fighting, like... Kicking, douse him, kicking my missus' pots <laughs> off, the, off the shelves. Yeah, but the thing is, it's like, you... If you're standing in the middle of the room and you've got a VR headset, it's not augmented reality, so you can't see your surroundings. So where you're running around kicking and punching, you'll be smashing the crap out of your front room. Yeah, wicked. <laughs> Do you know what? I've got to say one thing I can't wait for. When this VR headset comes out, you're going to have games like all sorts of games in there. Like Imagine Doom or something like that, yeah? I am. When the kids are naughty, I'm going to put it on their head <laughs> and I'm going to scare the crap out of them with, with monsters <laughs> in the game. Right, if you're not going to sleep tonight, you're putting a headset on and that's it. And you're going into Armour 3 and people are going to shoot you. <laughs> But that's what it would be like if you if you're playing even something like Street Fighter 2 and say Blanca is coming up at you and you're like a ten year old kid and you've got Blanca coming at you, it's going to scare the crap out of you. <laughs> Spinning at you. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's that's a really. Do you know what? That's a really good idea as well. If no one's done that, that would be a really good idea. Sitting in the audience, like, because you always remember Street Fighter with the. I know it's like we're going back to consoles again. I don't know why we're doing so many consoles tonight. Just because I got a Nintendo, or my kid got a Nintendo. But, like, you remember, you go back to the, the old Street Fighter and you see the audience and they would do two movements. They'd be down and yeah. they'd be up. And they'd be down and they'd be up. Yeah. You can imagine sitting in there with them and they're doing that next <laughs> to you. <laughs> That'd be cool. But, yeah, it could work. But, like I was saying, it, it's only going to work with certain games. Yeah. But there will be new franchises coming out that no, but we it, don't even know about as well. Yeah, you're saying that it only work with certain games. But that's not really true. Because say you said, like, you've got a side-scroller. Again, you could be sitting from the side watching it in 3D, you know, in the game, watching it scroll from left to right of your sc- of in front of you, you know? Yeah. It's, it can easily be it can easily be exported from a flat 2D game into a 3D headset game. Yeah, I guess it it would just give you that thing of like you've got a 360 degree screen around you, but that's not the point of VR. Like VR is meant to put you in the game. So if you're a side-scrolling game, it's almost like you're just looking at a bigger TV in front of you. Yeah. It, it's probably quite good if, like, say, you're in a room and your missus is watching, like, EastEnders or something, and you want to play the game. You can yeah, and VR you want to headset. smack her in the face without, without <laughs> that's an accident. No, but you're, you're, <laughs> just, play, you're just playing something like Mario Kart, say, <laughs> and you put your headset on and 
you could just play it through the headset rather than playing it through the TV. So two people in the same room doing two different things. It could work in that way. But yeah, that's not really changing you know the game what? in any in way. In another way, though, games could get a lot worse. Like, I just had a thought in my head, and it's just purely a thought just popped into my head. Some games couldn't be converted. You was right. Could you imagine converting Sour with Your Dad Simulator into 3D? That would just be wrong. But that would just be giant pixels standing next to you. No, but even if they updated it, it would be wrong. Yeah. It would be kids in showers with men running around. That's wrong. Yeah. yeah. That game but, is just wrong on that, so many levels. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, it's just wrong as a game. Do you think, I'm just surprised that game even came out, to be honest. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I personally think it will be the classic games that you see now will continue on through. But yeah. new games seem to come by and pass. You know, yeah. like XCOM. I've played XCOM for, what, 15? It's got to be 15, 20 years, I think. And then you've got the latest ones come out. And then they came, like, you've, got all the, you've got these other ones came out in between. But then you've got the major XCOM come out. And you've got XCOM 2 coming out soon. And I think these sort of games will just evolve. And every couple of years, there'll be another one. And whatever hardware is out there for that, it will go on the latest hardware. And it will just keep evolving, you know? But yeah, I think XCOM, off the top of my head, what games do you think, Chance? Well, with Empyrean... I love it right now, but I don't know if I'll love it in 20 years. So that's like kind of my game of choice at the moment, but it's probably just a phase. I'll probably yeah. move on to something else. But you've got and to look at it like this, though, yeah? Before you carry on, you've got to look at it like this. Imperium now, what we're playing now, is a game for now's day and age. Yeah. If in five years an Imperium 3D came out, you would be straight on there. Yeah. So that's it. It's a bit hard to say like what will be around because... With the evolution of like technology, it's yeah. moving so quick now that you probably can't even imagine what we'll be using in 20 years. Yeah, like, well, 8K TVs, that's as, that's as high as our eyes can see is 8K. When that yeah. comes out, it's like looking out of your own eyes. Exactly, you know? and that, that's just around the corner as well. Yeah. That's, so it'll that's... probably be like that in 3D, which is basically like in a real world to us. Yeah, because the thing is, anything more than 8K is going to be reserved for cinema because of the screen size. Yeah. So when you've got an 8K VR headset, it like you said, it's like you're just looking out into the real world. So if you were looking at a video of a park, you would feel like you are sitting in that park. Yeah, it's just that thing of you could kind of predict it from 20 years ago to today. It was probably a bit easier to predict what would still be around and what would be up and coming to sitting here today and saying what's going to be out yeah. in 20 years. You never know, in 20 years, you might be uh, not putting a headset on, but actually just sitting in a chair and going into a computer, like, you know? I was like, just about to say that. I was like, the Matrix. It, yeah. You could have that kind of thing where, yeah, you put on a headset and you're, like, conscious inside a game. You never know. It's endless. And the way technology's going... Oh, well, the way the world's going, we'll probably all be dead in a week anyway because there'll be nuclear bombs going off in every country, so we probably won't even get that far. Well, you know there's that... There's that <laughs> prediction that they call the singularity of technology where they work out the evolution of technology from the time of the i think it was the invention of the tv to the technology that we have now and they've worked out how fast it progresses yeah. and they say that when you get to a point where anything is possible that's the point of singularity and they predict that that singularity point will be in about 60 years. So technology will be so advanced in 60 years' time that there pretty much won't be anything that we can't do. Really? Yeah. So well, you can they keep me alive then? 
yeah but that's it it's, <laughs> it's pretty much that you could just say i want to do this and there'll be a way of doing it cool that sounds cool i probably haven't got the wallet for it <laughs> <laughs> well so, you've got 60 years to save for it i don't think i'm gonna be here in 20 years that's 60 years <laughs> yeah that's from trubshaw cheers for that question uh, very good question got us chatting and we've sort of uh gone off on one of our uh chats where we've talked about everything really so yeah cheers for that question trubshaw hope we uh you had an interesting listen to us babbling on <laughs> but um right let's move on to question three and this says to start off with high pc gaming uk that's which a bit is... wrong <laughs> yeah he did apologize after but don't worry about it dude <laughs> <laughs> that sort of stuff happens, don't worry, cool. Um, well, is this... he before or after you? What do you mean? The name. Oh, what no, you... sorry, forget it. What are you talking about, Jads? <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be an epic moment. That, that last question's frazzled Jansen's brain and now he can't focus. Yeah, carry right on. Here. This is a really long question, <laughs> so I'm going to read the whole question out. You're going to try and take in all the different areas of the question and then we're going to talk about it, okay? Yeah. So, right, it says... Uh, Loving the podcast and thought I would throw you an email. Just recently got back into PC gaming after my PS3 went down into, into meltdown. Like you, I've been into gaming since the 80s. Thought I left the computer side of things and went to a console around the time of the Xbox, which is a similar to we all done. My last home-built rig had a Voodoo 3 GPU and a 250 Oof. megabyte hard drive. So it's quite talking back some time here. Anyhow, after buying a PS4 for the Blu-ray player, <laughs> which is totally true for everyone that owns a PlayStation, I immediately thought I ain't paying 60 quid for a game. So to ease him back into, into it, I bought an i7 Alienware Alpha. Now, I know, he says, now I know you feel how you feel about Alienware, but I've got to say this machine is awesome. It's not top end, but seriously, I can play all games at 1080 on high settings, even The Witcher 3 with a bit of trial and error. It's running good on 1080, so I really can't complain. The thing is, it has got my juices flowing for a custom build, maybe next summer, and I have some questions. I have a 4K TV and having this machine connected to my living room is why I have it. So obviously I try 4K settings on pretty much every game I get and it runs about 14 frames a se per second which is crap, which we know is unplayable. You have to have about 30 to be playable. I do however see the jaw dropping potential. So the question is, how cheap could I build a 60 frames a second 4K gaming rig? Would the, what would the components be? How small form factor could I go so I could put it next to my PS4? Does 4K gaming need all the graphics moving settings, FXA, FXXA, anti-aliasing, sharpening, etc.? Can it be future-proof with DDR4 RAM, or is it too soon? What is the difference between DDR3 and DDR4? Anyhow, something to sink, your, um, sink into there. Hopefully, you'll get your brain around that. And that is from Stephen Need, and uh, his name's Friend or Foe on Steam. So, uh, basically, let's get down to the basics of this. Yeah. First off... If you want a 4K gaming machine, which is going to run at high settings at 60 frames a second, you're talking about top end. And when I say top end, I mean top end. Yep. You know, I've got probably a two and a half, three grand computer sitting next to me, and I will get 4K at about 30 frames a second on max settings. You know, I've got a 980 Ti and a 5820K processor. Now, get up to 60 frames, you're going to need two 980s. If you're talking about the end of next year, you might be just in time and a bit of luck. You could be at this time when the first set of 4K real graphics card comes out by NVIDIA. Yeah, the Pascal ones, um, they're looking promising for 4K. Yeah, because the way it works with NVIDIA is they start off with their lower end cards through the year. And as the year gets further, further, they get higher up. 
So you'll start off with like your 916 and you'll get your 970, 980s and then they go up and up and up to your Titans. Now, to like I said, you would need at the moment if you're just going to build two, two Titans or two 980Ti's to get really good frames on 4K. So you're looking at really high end. Now, next, small form factor to go next to a PlayStation 4. <laughs> I don't think you're going to get that. It's going to be well expensive and, you, you know... You're going to have to fit two full-size graphics cards. They're 13 inches by about two inches thick. You know, so you've got two of them. So you've got about, say, six inches thick in just a graphics card area by 13 inches. So uh, I would say the smallest you'd get it in is probably a Bitfenix Prodigy case, you know, just off the top of my head, which is smaller than your normal average tower, wider, a little bit wider. So I... Uh, as it's going at the moment, I don't think you're going to get one that's going to sit next to your PlayStation, maybe on the side of your TV next on the floor. Yeah. But it depends on your, your your price as well. For what you're talking about, you're going to need, I don't know, 1,500 quid, 2,000 pounds maybe. And that's just probably with one of the graphics cards still missing, you know. So overall, you're looking at, I'd say to get that what you want, you're looking at a two and a half, three grand computer, don't you think? At least. Yeah, because, you know... In the world of building computers now, you can start off with a, an £800 basic gaming computer and every component, you can you can ramp up the price. Just looking at it, go, mm, that processor's 250 quid, but I can get the next one for an extra 20 quid. And then you look yeah. at the next one, then you go, I can get the next one for 10 quid. And it goes up like that, and you do that on every component. He's a bit in the same position as me. Yeah? I'm, I'm going to transition to 4K next year too. Yeah, me um, too. I'm, I'm hoping my two Titans can... Can do it at 60 FPS. Uh, not 100% convinced about that one yet. Nah, you should be. You should be alright with two Titans in there. It should um, be okay, but I'm not sure how long. I'm gonna go for 4K, and I've only got a 980 Ti. Um, admittedly, it's overclocked a bit more. It's at 1200 megahertz, which is a bit more than the standard, and it is just a standard car. Yeah, but the thing is, so far for um, 4K, there's only I think 60 uh, 60 hertz monitors, and I want 144 megahertz. So yeah, I'm waiting for I, those ones. I'm not sure, because I've, I've got to be honest, I haven't really got into the world of 4K yet. I don't really know a lot of people that have got 4K, so I haven't got the experience in it yet, but I will get it myself, and like Hans will get it, and we'll do some tests and stuff. I know yeah. when you listen to like the podcast for like Maximum PC and PC Pro and things like that, they talk about different monitors, they talk about 4K, and there are different areas where I don't know if it's still like it, and it probably won't be like it then. But at the moment, if you want 4K, some setups have to have two HDMI cables to two different cards doing half the screen each. Yeah, and because HDMI doesn't uh, support uh, yeah. 4K, you need a display port 4K. Yeah, and there's different monitors that have different setups. And, you know, there's a lot to look into before you go ahead and just go at... I wouldn't just go out. And you can go no. out and buy the graphics cards, but with like obviously your monitor, I'd look into your TV, see see what sort of um, settings it can go up to and what it can take, and if it's going to be compatible more than anything else. But getting back to it, the DDR3 and DDR4, the only difference between DDR3 and DDR4 really is the speeds of them. DDR4, yeah. DDR3 goes up to about 2,000, 2,400 um, megahertz, yeah. and DDR4 goes up way up over 3,600, I think, at the moment. I think mine's running at 2,666. But it just gives you the more speed, you know? And so if you was going to do it, I would definitely go for DDR4 right now because there's no point going DDR3. It'd be old gen. You need to stay with the new no, stuff. If you have the money and you want to upgrade anyway, go for DDR4. Yeah, because you, you don't want to be buying the motherboard and then having to change it. 
a year later to get up to date with what you need. So, yeah, my honest opinion is you're looking at top end and for that kind of build, you're looking at a lot of money, you know. Do you do you have the budget or... or do Honestly, you if, if you want to go proper 4K, you're looking at at least a, a 3,000 euro build. Yeah. At least. If you want to go proper 60 FPS, you know, it's, it's going to be very expensive at the moment. Yeah, and that computer will pretty much do anything. It's going to be right up there with the best of them, you know. Yeah, I, I say if you have the money, uh, don't and like I said, stop you. So. Like I said as well, though, you're still not going to get that down to PlayStation size. It's going to be no, bigger than that's, that. No, that's, at the moment, with the current technology, it's just not possible. If, when, he's, if he's worried about, like, the, the size of it, because it's going to be in his living room, couldn't he just have, like, a full-size case in a different room and use the Steam Link? I do. don't know enough about the Steam Link uh, to, to answer that question, to be honest. Does it do 4K? I'm, I'm sure I saw somewhere that it does 4K. Or the NVIDIA Shield, maybe? Oh, sure. may yeah, maybe it's the NVIDIA Shield that I saw. I'm not sure. I can't tell you off the top of my head without looking but into if it. I, if I would, would answer the question, it's probably NVIDIA Shield that would do 4K. When we was... When we was discussing your question earlier, before we got onto the podcast, we did have a few, we was throwing a few ideas backwards and forwards and that, and Hans did come up with the idea of getting a laptop, which you can get, which our discussion was a laptop, 4K laptop, with a case that comes with it, like Jansen said earlier, where your graphics cards are in the case, and then plugging that into your TV, but again... But the price not, is going to be the same. Yeah, it's going to be really, yeah. really expensive yet again. And it's not going to sit next to your PlayStation very well. It's going to be a laptop opened up with two, but with a box next to it plugged into your TV. So that's that is and another a, view. And a water cooling in the back. <laughs> yeah. So really, if you want to do that, it's going to be an expensive build. And if you do want to look into that, let me know when you do, and I'll help you get all the components together, and I can get you the prices of the stuff, and I can help you with what you need. But it might come to a shock if you've got a PlayStation Four sitting there that's three hundred quid, and then you. You're moving on to like thinking, oh, I'm gonna get, a, I'll get a computer build. It won't be too expensive. It is gonna be expensive. You know, most most medium people with with PCs now will have like a a, a 970 graphics not card. Even, not even that probably because our PCs are in the top one percent of the world, so to speak. Yeah, and there's so, so many PCs out there. For an average build, I, I'd say to someone a basic build. If someone come to me and said, look, Nick, I want to build a gaming machine. I want to play start high settings on 1080. I'd say minimum of £800 brand new, you know? At least. Yeah, and so if you think about that, that's like a, a basic 1080 gaming machine which is going to have high settings, not even ultra, just high to ultra in some games. You know, if you're going higher than that, graphics cards, 980 Ti costs about 500, 600 quid. So you need two of them. So that's 1,200 quid before you've even built the computer, you know? Motherboards for that, about 200 quid. The processor's about 400 quid. The RAM's going to cost you about 50 to 60 quid. You know, then you've got your hard drives, you've got SSDs, then you've got, like, if you want optical drive, then you've got your case. You know, it's just all going to rack up really, really fast, you know, and, uh, yeah. Except you're, you're going to come out on 3K, at least. Yeah, it's going to be a lot. But, yeah, keep us informed and let us know what you go ahead with. If you want any more information, just uh, get, send me an email and that. And, yeah, we'd like to see. If you do build this machine, we'd love to see it because it's going to oh, be yeah. wicked. <laughs> I'm very interested in that one. You know? But yeah, that's uh, Stephen Need. Thank you for that, and uh, much appreciated. If anyone has got any questions they'd like to send in, because that's all of our questions for this week. We really, really love the questions. We're starting to get a lot more questions now, and to be honest, I really like the questions. I, I honestly feel like I enjoy the questions more than talking about the games, and I enjoy talking about the hardware more than the games. But it just depends if you send us the questions in, really. 
If you've got any questions to send in, just send them to extremepcuk at gmail.com. You can also do it on uh, Extreme PC UK Twitter and Extreme PC UK Instagram. The Twitter and Instagram accounts have sort of slowed down a little bit over Christmas because I've, I've been ill, I haven't really done much. I haven't, I haven't really been putting the builds I've been doing up on there because I've been pretty busy. That'll, that'll be getting a bit more busier again. So if you want to keep an eye on the computers I build and upgrades and stuff like that, just go on the Instagram and Twitter. But yeah, send your questions in. We love them. Right, moving on. iTunes reviews. Now, over Christmas, we haven't had a lot of iTunes reviews. We just had one, and that was by Cockney Geezer. Yay. What, mate? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, his title is by Cockney Geezer, a PC gamer and chums, and he gives us five stars. And he says, uh, this is actually a really good and fun podcast. Nick knows his tech. I love that. Appreciate the insight into <laughs> all games and PC build discussions. If you love gaming, like to hear about tech news and ideas for builds, like a laugh with some British banter, I definitely recommend these guys. P.S. I love Transport Tycoon as well. Back in the day, I thought I was alone on that one. And uh, oh, that's by Stephen Need as well. I just realised that. Do you know that? The, the <laughs> question and that's together. Cheers, dude. Much right. appreciated. Yeah, with the uh, Transport Tycoon, I, I actually thought a lot of people played that back in the day, and I'm I'm quite shocked that not many people know it now. I thought that was like a massive game. It was a wicked game. Yeah, it was big, but. Did you I, play it? I, I don't know anyone who played it. Did you play it? No. You, I was going to say something naughty then, but I refrained. <laughs> <laughs> How funny. But um, yeah, you said that like you'd played it. No, I'm just saying like it was a big game. Like It, it was everywhere at the oh, time. Oh, so you do remember seeing it about? Yeah. See, I, just, I don't know anyone who played it, but I know everyone knows about it. Back in the day, in the back in the old days of the PCs, and I've got to admit, when I, I was only a kid when I played this, so I only had the computer that my ham, family had in the house. It wasn't a gaming machine. It had no graphics card in it. I was playing it off like the CPU in some old computer. I can't remember what it was. It was probably from PC World. And you know what they're like. So when I used to play this game, the frames were crap. And the trains, as I was doing... This is because I was... I desperately was a PC guy back in them days. And it... I remember once I got a chip upgrade and I could not wait for the for the guy to put this chip in. Little did I know back at them days I could have just changed it myself, you know. But I went off, it come back, and it was not even that much better. And, and I remember playing it, and I don't know what the frames was. They must have been 20, 15, 20 frames a second. The trains used to jump, like, bit by bit, like I was watching, you know, like um, a control tower watches the planes. The line goes round and then they move. Yeah. And then they move. That's how I played the game. <laughs> My trains would sort of skip because the frames were so slow. But I continued to play that game until the end. I played that for hundreds of hours. But one thing I will say to you, Stephen, is did you play Street uh, Transport Tycoon or did you play Transport Tycoon Deluxe? Because Deluxe is the one that I play and I've still got it here now. If you ever want a copy of it, I can send you a copy of it. I've got it here like on a file that I've took over the years and years. And uh, I've got tri Transport Tycoon Deluxe. And on it, you can actually take out other businesses. So when computer people start up, like the AI, and they start their own business, you can take out shares in their company. And as you're playing through the game, you can literally buy them out and take over all their train stations and all their trains and all their vehicles. Really, really exciting. And I'm a geek, so what can I say? <laughs> I really enjoyed that. Jansen, you should play that game. It's wicked. Yeah, I, I do like games like that, to be honest. But it was just never one that I, I got back in the day. Yeah, it, the thing is, back in the day, internet was really bad. It was really hard to set up servers. And it was really hard to connect to people, you know. But now, now with what we know about IP addresses and how to set them up and how to do this and how to do that, you look back and it's actually really simple. And yeah. I, I did set up a server on, on Transport Tycoon. And we could do this one day in the community on the Tuesdays if you want. 
I set up a server and we was all playing on my computer, Transport Tycoon. And I was amazed by that because I've played this game on my own for so many years just to have like someone else in the game building next to me. Yeah. You know, and we could set it up. You can have up to as many players as you want in that server. So we could set up 10 of us in there or something, you know, be really, really good. Did you ever play Theme Park? Yeah, I loved Theme Park, the first one. Yeah, so that that's what I got into more. And that kind of made me look at uh, Transport Tycoon, but I never actually got it. Yeah, because was all that was back in the day when when you went into a shop, you bought a big cardboard like box, the case, <laughs> yeah. a big cardboard box with a massive book. Yeah, you'd you load had to up carry the, it under your arm. Yeah, you'd look in the game, you'd put the game on, you'd borrow a disc off your mate, you put the game on, you would play it, and be like, go to page four, line six, what's the word? And you'd mm. be like, dog, <laughs> and then it would unlock. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, just them days were just funny days, man. Them, the games would be like a massive box of just a CD in it, <laughs> or, or twenty discs. Yeah, yeah. But now, now, Transport Tycoon Deluxe is the one to go for. Right, moving on. Getting near to the end of the podcast. I've got to say, everybody that used my Amazon link over Christmas, uh, much appreciated. Um, we're going to use that to get some stuff when when we get to the limit. I've had a few words with Amazon because they haven't actually been sending me. The actual the money we've been getting from people buying stuff has been building up in there and they've not actually done a lot with it. So I've been writing letters back to them to try and release it, but they haven't done it yet. But yeah, if any of you do buy anything off Amazon, we much appreciate you using our link. So all you do is go to extremepcuk.co.uk, our website, go to any page. There's like a list down the left-hand side. Scroll down there, you'll see Amazon. All you do is click on that link. It will take you to the Amazon site and then you log in as normal. But what it does is it gives us a percentage and comes back to the show to help us out. You know, and it does help us out. We will be getting new stuff with the, with the cash that comes through on there for the podcast. And uh, yeah, so I appreciate anyone that's already used the Amazon link, and I'll be very grateful for anyone that does use the Amazon link in future. Thanks for people that have. Right, moving on from that, I think that's the end of the show. Anything we you made guys it. got to say? We made it. <laughs> and I hope yeah. the show is going to get. We're going to try and liven it up a bit and do a bit more stuff, you know, because we we've all agreed that over the last over Christmas period and just before Christmas, we was getting very busy and we was getting very tied down. We didn't have enough time. And and hands, you was ill and you was you had problems with your arms and all sorts. But we're all back now. We're all healthy and we're all good. And so just give us any information you want on games you'd like to hear about, games you'd like us to play. You know, updates what you think we should do to the podcast. Let us all know. You know, extremepcuk at gmail.com. That's what we want to hear. But apart from that, thanks for listening, guys. That brings us to the end of the show. I'd like to say, I hope you all have a really good new year. And I hope you this year get exactly what you wish for and, and what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. Best wishes to everyone. I'm hoping that this year, the podcast, we can move it on to another level, you know, and get a bit further with stuff. Me and Jansen are going to be doing a lot more to the website. It's all going to be getting updated. The podcast will be getting updated, the tunes, the pictures, the images. So just keep an eye on us. We will be going through the motions, changing stuff over this year. We've got big ideas that we're hoping to see. And it just depends if we get enough time to do it, really, ain't it, Jads? Yeah, well, hopefully now, with Christmas out of the way, we'll have a lot more time. Yeah. That brings us to the end of the podcast. I'd like to say thanks for listening, everybody. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Same time. We'll be on Twitch live streaming on Thursday night. And if we're not on Thursday night, you can hear us on Saturday mornings. The podcast will go out. So, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. And goodbye. Bye. Happy New Year. Green PC UK.